episode three of the King Bentley podcast. Thanks again to my supporters and my listeners. Yo, I, I thought I thought it would be important for me to notice or for me to note the one slight change that I made in the show. A little minor tweet. You can adjust. 88 Coops is a cool track. Don't get me wrong. I fuck with it. Jada's one of my favorite MCs of all time. But I was doing some thinking and I really thought about it and I said, yo, I love music. I love music so much that I'd be doing you a disservice if I didn't share with you the music that I listen to. Nah, you don't gotta like it. You don't gotta enjoy it. You don't gotta fuck with it. It's okay. I don't take it personal. But from now on, whatever song is in my heart while I'm editing the podcast is the song I'm using to start in the show. And today, this is my energy today. Sit back and learn. Come now, watch the birdie. Your sounds are incomplete, same as Vinny Testaverde. Battling? Whenever. Hot damn. Give me the microphone. Why? One time. Bam. Keep it on the cooler, cause here come the heat. Lyrically, it's space the jazz will pace to be. Shout out to the Chop Core Quest. Chop Core Quest, stand up. RP to Fife, dog. But um, yeah, today I'm, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Albany Local, the big local. My son, Juan. Some of you may know him as Juan, Juani, Juan Calipari. We ain't gonna get into why we call him Juan Calipari. And we're here, good dude. One of the very few Albany. Mm, nah, I know a few others. I know a few others. But yeah, a very limited, very limited bunch. One of the very few Albany locals I fuck with. Good dude, always show love. And um, he knows more about football than I do. But then again, who doesn't, right? <laughs> but now, nah, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Like, share, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore King Bentley. No E between the L Y. This is episode three of the King Bentley podcast. Move back yourself, man. Come watch me drop it. For sure, me, I will do it. For sure, me, I will rock it. Me not deal with no chunga ram, bonga ram business. I got soul on the end, like Jehovah's got the witness. Musically, the three, poetically, we need the enchantment on the airwaves. Kids just rave. Obey the MCs, cause the MCs say. Nah, like I was saying, so I ain't even gonna, I ain't even gonna front. I woke up OD tight this morning. You was tight for a good brother. Let me get to, let me get to it's, the, it's the Lord's Day. What do you got to be up the Lord's to? Day, the Lord's Day was yesterday. I'm going to keep it a stack with you. The Lord's Day was yesterday. <laughs> I, don't, I don't subscribe. No, I'm the last. I don't subscribe to the Sunday shit. Boy, the Sabbath is, is the seventh day of the week. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, um, nah, son, yeah, because my mom's doing some shit. Like, she's trying to charge niggas rent now. Like, that shit. Like, she told us this a few weeks ago, right? Mind she told us this a few weeks ago. But the shit just starting to hit me now. You feel me? Like, I woke up this morning and some shit like, yo, she's really trying to charge us rent. Like, shit was peachy the first year. Like, you feel me? I was just stacking my bread, making my little money, putting shit to the side, buying what I wanted. All of a sudden, she want to charge niggas rent. Uh-huh. She seen you buying all that shit. So it's time to pay up. It was crazy because I don't even be buying, I don't even be buying wild shit. Like, I be buying, I be buying a little something, something here and there, nothing too crazy. <sighs> Yo, this shit, shit, that, shit, that blue box, right? Man, I'd be lying if I'd be lying if I said I wasn't tight. I might even go friend, but I mean I'm gonna figure it out. But like, woke up pissed on a Sunday morning. Nah, true said that shit was on my mind since last night. That's why I woke up with this shit first thing on my mind today. <laughs> nah, bro, shit just started hitting me like, yo, niggas gotta pay rent. Like, the fuck? I mean, it, it depends on how much she charging. Like, if she charge you like as much as you pay to live on your own, that'd be- she not. She not. She charged me like the amount. She charged me like that amount you would pay if you was a student living off campus in Albany. But it's not even about the bread, bro. It's the principle. Like, 
Nah, I, feel I can't live for free, bro. Like I'm trying to stack my friend. I'm dead, bro. I'm dead some frugal nigga too. Like it's not like I'm out here just blowing wild bread. Like I'm really trying to save, <laughs> really trying to save my shit, bro. Everybody's trying to save my shit, bro. Like, I dead got plans. I'm trying to save my shit, bro. Bro, we in the same boat. My mom's do the same. But I mean, like, she make me pay, like, the cable bill or something like that. But it's like... That's calm, though. It's calm, but it's not just my cable bill. It's the whole house's cable bill. So, you know. But it's all good. Wait, what company you got? What, not company. What, what, yeah, what carrier you got? You got Spectrum. For cable. Spectrum expensive? Yeah. It's what? about $260. You know what's crazy, though? That couple of weeks ago, when she when she initially started flirting with the idea of 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 um charging niggas to live here, right? She was some shit like, "Yo, I'm gonna give each of y'all like a little bill." And I'm like, "All right, that's doable." And then next thing you know, she hit us with like a price, like y'all want this much from each of y'all. And I'm like, "What you mean?" <laughs> you Man, like, no rate. bill is that expensive, bro. A flat rate, <laughs> a flat rate, bro. A flat rate, a flat rate, bro. I'm tight. I'm tight, bro. I'm not even going. And my student loans start next week. Ne- not next week. Next year. My student loans start next year, too. Like, oh, oh, yeah. They about to, they about to start tagging you from both ways. Nah, I already see. I mean, and you know what's crazy about it? Like, I'm a type of nigga. Like, I'll be tight about something for two days, and then I'm going to figure out a solution to it. Of course. So this is that two-day. It's that two-day window where I'm dead tight about the shit. And I don't even want to have to figure out a solution right now, bro. That's how mad I am. Like, I'm just like, yo, just don't charge us, bro. Like, let me rock. Nah, Honestly, you know what I wonder? I wonder if the Caucasians do that with their kids. Bro. Because I, 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 like, I, I said that. I said that, bro. Like, I said that. I feel like it's like it's it's like a difference in cultures and stuff like that. Like like black people, they, they don't be with it. Like they be trying to charge us. <laughs> you know what I'm they don't be with it. They don't be with it. But I feel like in Caucasians, like they just do certain things differently. In the, mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the financial aspect that just, that puts them. Yeah, well, to, to begin with, I feel like, damn, I've yeah, never been with a white family in my life. I never grew up with a white family. This is, these are all assumptions. <laughs> these are all assumptions. <laughs> Work. But now I feel like white people are a lot more open about their finances, like, from a younger age. So, for off rip, that's not even a sensitive topic within the fi- within the household. Yeah. And on top of that, like, I said that the other day. I wrote, I told somebody the other day, like, not even on no selfish shit, but it's like, for mo- I hate the fact that most black kids, like as soon as you touch a little bread, you gotta start bailing up the previous generation out. And it's just like, yo, how are we supposed to get right on our own if now we gotta go help the last generation with their financial mistakes and shit like that? Right. And it's not even on like again, it's not even on no selfish shit, but it's just like the thought of it. Like it I feel like them. most black kids those moms, my nigga, I feel like most black kids already already have that setback because they have to help their parents out. Whereas white kids, white counterparts and other people of other races of our age. Matter of fact, let me stop doing black or white. I feel like this shit happens with most immigrant families because there's white families who's going through the same shit. Yeah. So I feel like with most immigrant families, you from you guys start helping the previous generation um with their financial issues. Whereas if your family was probably if you like the third generation that already lived in this country. Your financial situation at 21, 22, 23 is a little different. I mean, you could dead ass stack all your bread, put that towards whatever you're trying to do, right. and um, keep it moving. And I said, like, like, like I said, it's not even on no selfish shit, but it's just, damn, son. Damn, I was bragging too, all this shit. Like, yo, shit, shit, peachy. Like, I don't even got to pay for that. I could do stack my bread. It's going to be lit in a few years. Uh-uh. And then this, my nigga, like, damn, son. You're jinxing yourself, brother. I mean, I said it once or twice, but still. <laughs> Nah, I feel you. I mean, I feel like 
it depends on like what your goal is. So like for my goal is just to like stay here for like five, maybe ten years. Ten years might be pushing it. But it's Wait, like, whoa, pause. You said ten years. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. You're wild. You're wild. Listen, ten years old. I, I got the in-law apartment. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. Oh wait, I forgot you. They got like in your spot. You got you got your own like crib though. Like yeah, so it's a little different. So the, I feel like the ten yards, I can I, I can get the ten years. But it's like the goal is when I leave it to be leaving in my own house. Mm. So it's like it's like you really gotta save up because houses is like four hundred. I don't even really. <laughs> I don't even really want a house, honestly. Not that I don't want a house. Nah, me. me, me let me rephrase that. Now, I don't want a house right away, I should say. Like, yeah, a house is cool, but, like, I'm not really fiending to go get a house. Like, nah, I don't know. The way I look at it, the way, I, the way I've seen, like, I, like, I know a lot of people with houses, and the way I see these niggas become slaves to their mortgages, mm. it's just it's just not worth it for me. You feel me? Like, especially, and we live in a generation where everybody, like, niggas don't own shit anymore. Like, we rent everything. You feel me? So it's just like... Yeah, just, for me to go sign a fifteen year a fifteen year mortgage loan on a crib, like it just doesn't make sense. Like, it's hard for me to explain it, but it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, no, you, it just doesn't make sense to me. You're right. It doesn't make sense for me to dish out that much money on a, on a crib that's not making me any money at all. You feel me? Like, you right. A more everybody looks at a house as a big investment, but to me, a house is a big ass liability in my opinion, my nigga. Like, you are taking out that mortgage and all you doing is throwing the bank, all you doing is throwing the bank bread. Like, you're not getting any money off that crib at all. But I mean, like, that's. That's why I want to stay until I got enough to just buy it where I don't need to take out no loans. Fuck that. I'm trying to, nah, fuck that. I'm trying to build a house. Like, nah, I'm not doing no mortgage shit about with that. Catch me in like 25 years building yeah. a building a palace somewhere. Never the builder. Heard it. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> it's <gets> crazy. <sighs> nah. I just had to get that off my chest, bro. I was OD tight. I ain't even going front, son. But I'm going to finesse this shit. I'm going to figure it out. But like, damn, son. That's one thing I like about you city niggas. You always make something work out. I don't <laughs> I like y'all for the most niggas. part. But sometimes I, I like y'all. <laughs> Yo. You said you city niggas. Yo, shout out to all the Ob- opening locals that's going to be listening to my shit. Yeah, Not at one on the podcast. Yeah, Much appreciated. Man. Always, brother. Thank you. I really do appreciate y'all. Granted, you know. Damn, I don't even want to offend y'all right after I just don't get, oh, uh, gave y'all thanks. Oh. But like, yeah, you know, the majority of opening locals ain't up to par. Listen, man, you 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 one of the better ones that I met when I was out there. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you, brother. But for saying that, listen, all my locals listening, when y'all see them come up, I'm gonna let y'all know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, nah, <laughs> nah. But let's let's get to the football shits. Now that that's all, you feel me? I haven't I haven't spoken about football in a couple of weeks, and I know for a fact you know football way better than I do. So I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm gonna be asking you a lot of questions, like a lot of clarification questions, as far as like, you know, just the storylines and shit like that. Like I understand the game, but just a couple of clarifying questions. We can start with the New York Football Giants. <laughs> they don't even deserve to be called the New York Football Giants anymore, At but you all. get the point. Shout out to them blue men. G women. G women. You holding. <laughs> you holding. No funny shit? Nah, nigga, you holding. I ain't nah, I'm about to let you rock with that. You holding with that one. But what do you think the, the Giants could do at this point to kind of like salvage their season? Is it possible or should we just lose out? I feel like y'all should just tank. <laughs> Wait, when you say tank, you mean like 1 and 15 or like 2 and 15, 2 and 14 or. How many games have I won? One? We won one. We yeah. one and five now. Just lose out, man. Just lose out. Lose out? Yeah. So, but at that point, damn. But at that at that point, it, well. The thing about it is, it's not like basketball where you got to be in the lottery to get the first pick. Like, you won in mm. 15, you automatically get in the first pick. So, 
Might as well just take your shots with that. I don't know what quarterbacks is coming out though. Are you, mm. uh, Wait, so what's the who's the, who's the best quarterback? You know who who the best quarterback is coming in this year's draft? Nah, I'm I'm not sure. Like I feel like they all not ready. Like I feel like the best quarterback in college right now is Tua from. I'm about to say who that who that young man y'all always sending Tua the two two Tate I can't even talk right now. Tua. Yeah, that nigga's filthy. 24 touchdowns, zero interceptions. What, what school you play for, Tennessee? Nah, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. but, but oh, he's, like a, Alabama. he's like a sophomore, so he's not even draft eligible until next year. So, Wait, how does the football draft work? You have to play You have to play three years in college? Yeah. Yeah, it's mm. like three years. But, I mean, it's, it's different than basketball because it's like, and ball, it ain't that much contact. Facts. And football. Football's a grown man sport on another level. Men. Yeah. Yeah. It make you it make you stay in college for like two or three years, I wanna say. I wanna say after your junior year you're draft eligible. But I did Saquon wasn't Saquon a sophomore? Nah. Or was he a junior? He was a senior. Ah. He stayed all four years, yeah. Oh, so nigga, he actually got his degree and shit like that. Shout out to that man. He was a nigga game last night with some white junk. I saw him. <laughs> yeah, that's his queen, man. That nigga with, Oh, that's his, his girl? Bro, he's, he's a My bad, he's yo, a I ain't even need to speculate. Like, I ain't even need to say. He's just, he like, just knocking, knocking snowflakes off like that. Come on, bro. Nah, man, yo, I don't really be keeping up with these athletes' life, bro. I'm not here for that. Like, I'm just not. Nah, <laughs> I'm just not really. I don't really keep up with their lives like that. I see them, I see them. <laughs> but. Yo, I just feel like I just I feel like we wasting that young man's talent this season. Oh, but it's all good though, cause only it's only year one. I feel like yeah, I probably should have drafted a quarterback this year. And I'm saying that now, but I really, really, really want to take Quan on the team. Like you don't understand, I really want to take Quan on the team. Like uh, I wanted that gen. He's a generational talent. No, he was definitely the best player in the draft, but he wasn't the best player for y'all right now. You know. That's fair. Which, I could see that. I mean, I guess I can go 50-50, you know. Because, I mean, it, we got trades, we got free agency, so it's possible for y'all to get somebody to replace Eli. Now, granted, Eli isn't the only issue that y'all have. Y'all have a terrible offensive line. And without an offensive line, you can't you can't do nothing. You know, they're the most important pieces on every team. It's a fact. You got to protect the quarterback. Yeah. But our offensive line is fairly is fairly new in the sense that this is the first time all five of them are playing on the same line. So it's going to take some time for them to develop some type of chemistry. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at, at the bottom line, it's just block the man in front of you. you know <laughs> it's not that difficult. No, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, listen, man, I just got to hit the gym, put a little weight on. You know what I'm saying? you out there looking soft as noodles. I don't know if it's a, is it. I don't know if it's really a gym weight thing as much as it is a chemistry thing. I'm I'm telling you, I don't know. Or maybe what, oh, maybe oh, it's like yeah. some because sometimes you got to run offensive schemes where you might be pulling the guard and stuff like that. So it depends on like how they're able to focus. Because I mean, you know, with the CTE thing, you know, they, they probably all fucked up. But aside from that, I guess <laughs> I always felt like being on the offensive line was one of the easiest positions of football like you literally just have to be strong enough to block the quarterback but yeah. not, 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 now that I think about it I'm fake going back on my word sometimes you gotta be because I get it but now that I really think about it this is definitely just blocking yeah because now that I really think about what chemistry you gotta have to be able to just defend the quarterback none none and it's crazy because you don't see these, you don't see New England having these type of issues well them niggas actually run they run their franchise differently. Yeah. They understand. Yeah. They understand that. Belichick don't play that. You know what I'm saying? 
You miss a block, you you get shipped out of it. You're not getting bitched. So 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 would you say it's a culture thing in New York as to why they don't give a fuck about what the offensive line does, or they don't uh, hold their offensive line or their players for that matter uh, to that same standard that these other franchises do? Yeah, like I just think it's it's, it's the mecca of of the world. You know what I mean? So I feel like the storylines is gonna be different. Like if you say, oh yeah, offensive line suck, it's like they're not really that popular. They're not that important. Whereas if you like Eli, you got Peyton Manning's brother. Peyton Manning is an NFL great. You got Archie Manning's son. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so it's just like it's, it's it's a little more around him. So if you blame it on him, then it's it's a bigger storyline. Like people want to run with that. So you know, and then you got this OBJ stuff. You know, people want to blame him, and it's just like. Yeah, that should be blown, man. Yeah. Yo, that's why I hate yo. I hate sports media, son. I hate sports media. Anytime, it's a bunch of old niggas anytime. on television who, who can't relate to the current players right now. Like, I hate sports media, bro. Any, how you going to blame the wide receiver for you? How you going to blame the wide receiver? Yeah, that's crazy. How you going to blame the wide receiver for being passionate bro, about, about the game? Bro, anytime it's a black man that's passionate, <laughs> it's over for you. Nah, he's a threat. That's a fact. He's a threat. Anytime a black man show emotion, it's a threat. Speak on it, King. It's over and we then, were never taught to be vulnerable. That, we were only taught to be transparent. You know, what yeah, saying? there's a difference. And then, and then the talk on um, whenever he did that interview with ESPN, and they was, you know, they was just asking him some real questions, asking about Eli, asking about the Giants, asking about his happiness, and he was just keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? Then the media just tarnished. Something. Ran with it. Yeah. So ran with it. About you, did you see the, that post game interview where he was like, "I'm trying to be a leader" or something like that? Like, I'm trying to. This my first time being a leader. Nah, I didn't hear that. Yeah, there was a post game interview about yeah, said that, last that was, week or two weeks ago. If he said that, that was bullshit. You jacking that? You, you so you telling me you not you can't tell them yo, this is my first time being a leader. It's a learning experience. That that's something wrong with that. Nah, bro, because this is what his fourth season. Mm-hmm. Come on, like you've been you've been the number one receiver on that team. You've been the number one player on that team. I get that, but I get that, but he's not the quarterback. You right? I give you that. All right, I, I, I can he's see. He's not the quarterback. That's just how I look at it. That. He's not the quarterback. And me overall, I, I but didn't. But yeah. If, all right. So, who's the leader of the Jaguars? Because ain't nobody following Blake Bortles. <laughs> 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 all I right. see where you going with that. You, I see where you going you with that. You know what I'm saying? I see, yeah, I, I definitely, I see you going with like, that. Sometimes okay. you just gotta, if you that, if you the man on that team, like you just gotta take charge. You know. Thinking of the, um, thinking of the, the thinking of Jacksonville, they play Houston today. Who do you, who do you got winning that matchup? Oh, I got Jacksonville. Jacksonville, how good is Houston this year? They decent. They is, is Deshaun is Deshaun Watson been balling? Nah. Has Deshaun Watson been balling? Nah. He's been playing decent, mediocre. Do you think do you think the ACL injuries were really set him back, or is it more so him getting used to the game again, or he was just never that good to begin with? It was like nah, he was one of those... like last season he, he was the truth, and then the injury set him back a little bit. So I think it's it's a little bit of the injury, and also just trying to get back into the swing of things. Because it's like if you compare it to to the Grace uh, Gordon Hayward injury, right? Ah, okay. He okay. he ain't lighting it up right now, but it's it's still early. He's still yeah, it's still yeah. early in the season, and he's so, he working his way back. Yeah, so I think that's what it is. I, I got faith in the That's fair Let's let's talk about the playoff picture for a little bit. All right. Right. So so the top seed, not the, the top seeds, and what the AFC right now, the Chiefs and the and the I'm about to say some wild shit. The Chiefs and the <laughs> Patriots. 
And then in the NFC, it's the same. I didn't even know the Saints was going like that. The Saints and the Rams. Oh, shit. Out of any, out of those four teams, who's your favorite to win the Super Bowl? Ooh, or to, to even get there. Let's not even, let's not even say win. Just to get to the Super Bowl, at least. To get to the Super Bowl. I think it's either going to be Pats or the Chiefs. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't pick right now. You think the Pats will still have it? You think the Pats can still get to the to the to the Super Bowl? Even with Tom Brady at forty one years, Tom Brady at forty one years old. Bro, this it's it's like the Patriots. Like they always find a way to. It's like regular season. Like it don't matter what goes on in the regular season. Like as long as they make the playoffs, they gonna mm-hmm. they gonna lock in and they gonna get there. So it's like you can never count them out, even though you want to, right? But it's just like history has just shown you to never count them out. To never count the Patriots out. But then it's like I also, like I want to see the Chiefs go there because mm-hmm. yeah, it's, such, a good, it's a great it's story. Such an exciting team. To it's exciting, exactly. You know what I'm saying like I feel like the Patriots like they just not that exciting to watch, and it's always some stories with them with cheating, and I just so it's some bullshit. Yeah, like I just don't like the Patriots to be honest. So wait, let me ask you a question: If, if the, the Patriots aren't excited to watch and anything can happen in the postseason, what is it that they do? Like, what's their strong suit? What's their strength? Is it, is it is it the fact that they're winning off the strength of Tom Brady, or is it more so a credit to Bill Belichick's football mind? I think it's both. Like, they, like the both of them are monsters together. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it could be a little more on Bill because that one season where Tom got injured. And they had mm-hmm. uh, Matt Castle step in, and they went ten and six. Beastie. You know what I'm saying? Still, you know. So, but I think it's the both of them. Like they just got a system, and that system is crazy. Like it's like Popovich and the Spurs times too. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 literally a machine over there, and all they do is success. Like failure is not an option over there. So I feel like all of that just makes them unstoppable. Even though I really love to see them lose and I hate watching them, you know what I mean? it's just like you can never count them out, never. That's understandable. It's understandable. So for for this wild card round, right mm. in the NFC, I see I see that uh, Green Bay is three two and one. First of all, how you get a draw in football? Nobody wins the game. Type shit. Yeah, like you you go like up. the game is the game ends with tie. Game the game ends with a tie. No, nah, you go into overtime with a tie. And then And nobody scores in overtime. Yeah. Okay, all right, that makes sense. I thought it was cuz the overtime rules is as soon as as soon as you score, you win the game. It depends. If you score a field goal, if you if I right, so say we playing, mm-hmm. and I get the ball first and I score a field goal, then you have the opportunity to score too. Now if you score a field goal, then I get the ball back and we keep playing until whoever scores, you know, a touchdown or whatever. But if I score, if I get the ball first and I score a touchdown, then that's game. That's game. Now, Copy. That makes sense. If I get the ball first and neither of us score, then it ends in the tie. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm still learning this football shit. I'm just getting there though. But I, it doesn't make sense to me though because the Packers are three, two, and one, mm-hmm. and they're the six seed, and so is your boys. They, the Vikings have got the same exact record to them. Is it because the Packers had a tougher schedule while they're in the wild card right now? And the a Vikings the seventh seed, or is it just some shit with some favoritisms? Aaron Rodgers be throwing him in the, in the wild card. Nah, I think it's more like a like a tiebreaker type of thing. So, just basically like the amount of games that we've won. Like mm-hmm. I know that we both won the same amount of games, but it could, yeah, three. it could boil down to like who's won the most games in the division and shit like that. 
Uh, but I mean, sense. to be honest, my team definitely, if if it ended at six and Green Bay got that six spot, I, I would take that because my team definitely doesn't deserve to be in right now because we've been playing. Like <laughs> Why you say that? Bro, how did we let Josh Allen? You <laughs> had Josh Allen dicing y'all up. Bro, bro, I was watching this game. This motherfucker. Ain't that supposed to have one of the best defenses or something like something like that? Number one defense in the league. This motherfucker hurdled our linebacker. <laughs> what? Like, That's some bullshit. Yeah, like we deserve to be where we at. But I think losing early in the season is key. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it builds, it builds character in you. For later in the season when it gets real, you know what I mean. So, and it's crazy. I've been hearing that a lot. Like I've been hearing that same testament a lot, where it's like, yo, it's okay to lose early in the season. Mm-hmm. And there's always these crazy stories, like the year that uh, that Aaron Rodgers lost out. Not lost out. I'm wilding. He lost like the first four games or some shit. Mm-hmm. Then he had the press conference, like, yo, we winning the Super Bowl. Or we going to the Super Bowl. And then he went eight straight and won the Super Bowl. That year. it was 2012, I think, right? Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. One of those years. Like, is it? Is football that much of a toss-up sport? Sport where it's like you could lose your first four games and then just win out for the rest of the year. Oh, I, I guess do these things happen often, or is that like a once-in-a-lifetime thing? No, nah, it's definitely not a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It's like you can lose the first four, you ain't gonna win out, you know, because football is just way too hard to win out. But mm-hmm. you know, first four you lose, what you got left? Twelve games. You could definitely win a solid ten of those and be good. So. You know, it's, it's it's definitely possible. Every season, it's always teams that do that. You know, like the Chiefs. Every season, they always start out five and zero, six and zero, and then you know, fall off. Yeah. So it's definitely an unpredictable sport where anyone can win. It's it's literally who comes ready to play every Sunday. So that's what I like about football. It's really a toss up with football. Yeah. Do you think the Chiefs will actually be able to sustain this this level of play throughout the rest of the season, or do you think they'll fall off like they usually do? It's it's hard, man, because they definitely always fall off. But you never want to see them fall off, so you really be tossed up and and and, and really torn in between your feelings. But I think I think they're gonna keep it up. I think they're gonna keep it up. I think the loss last week definitely. They needed kind of put these into perspective for them. Yeah, they needed, they needed that. Like, that. A little they shake, high shake shit up a little bit. We undefeated. You know what I'm saying? Pat Mahomes is the next best thing. They was feeling themselves. They needed that L. Just to, like, bring them down to reality a little bit. And just tell them to keep their head on the swivel. And it's, I think they'll be all right. I got faith in them. Well, well, I mean, they have, what, they have the Bengals coming up. They have the Bengals, the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Browns, the Rams, the Raiders. The Ra- I mean... The Raiders. So, so, yeah, that's 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 later on. That's in December. Okay. So I feel in, like in, in order though, they have the Bengals today, and then they have the Broncos, the, the Browns, and then the Cardinals. Uh, only tough games that they got, Bengals, because the Bengals is what are they four and two? Bengals, mm-hmm. Bengals is tough this season. And I, I want to say the Browns, bro. I got this. I got this. I got faith in the Browns. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's, Yo, I mean it's the Browns. Money shit, they they reckon better than ours. They rate better. Hey, they reckon well, it's better than ours. I mean that doesn't that doesn't say much. <laughs> it doesn't. But it's like the Browns. The Browns actually been showing some type of hope this yeah. year. Like Baker Mayfield is actually a good quarterback. And the games that they lost, like it wasn't like they got blown out or nothing. Like yeah, that. It was, these were all exactly these yeah. were all pretty close games that they could have won if they you know if they if they were coached a little better. Yeah. So I I I, I got faith in the Browns. I like the Browns. So I think. They'll, they'll definitely give the Chiefs a little a little run for their money. But other than that, 
Sounds like wins. Broncos, poop. Who was the other team? Cardinals, trash. <laughs> and yeah, then after that, they got the Rams, the Raiders, the Ravens, and the Chargers. That game with the that game with the Rams is in like Mexico on Monday Night Football. That's that's gonna be a goodie. Can't wait to see that one. Oh yeah, the NFL's on some international shit yeah, now. They're really trying to um, the, uh, they're really trying to expand their brand. The the Chargers and the Titans is playing in London right now. You said the Chargers and the Titans? Yeah. Or were? Yeah. Fourth quarter, Chargers is up 17-13. Oh, yeah, because London is uh, five hours before us. Mm-hmm. No wonder it's 11 o'clock in the fourth quarter. Them, them, they played the Raiders twice, though. Yeah. I wonder why. Because they in the is, same. Is that normal? Yeah. They in same the, division. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I'm really some novice when it comes to football on the low. It's all good, bro. It's all good. That's what you got me for. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Pat Mahomes real quick, though. Do you think he he's um he's not? Nah, yes, he is talented. I'll say that we know that. Like the eye test, he passes the eye test definitely. But do you think that um he's the next best thing as everybody's proclaiming him to be? Like I've seen a lot of people comparing him to, to the likes of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and things of that nature. Do you think that's those comparisons are accurate, or do you think he's just another very good quarterback in a good system? Oh, yeah, that's that was a good question. <laughs> that was a good question. That's <laughs> a good. Niggas, niggas clean to be football connoisseurs that ask him a little simple question oh that's a good question nah, see, now nigga wanna be stumbled nah, nah 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 because you you threw in the system right and it's like all we can go off of is the system that he's been playing in mm-hmm. you know I, mean? I see what you're saying it's his second season it's his first time starting so it's like it's, mm-hmm. this is all that we got to go off of it but I do think he'll definitely be the next best thing like he won't be like Rodgers and Brady yeah but it's just like how Rodgers ain't like Brady like Rodgers can scramble you know what I'm saying like he can he can make something out of nothing and Brady well, Brady can't really he's not really yeah, moving with his, his not feet mobile. not really moving that fast he's not mobile at all so it's like I feel like Mahomes is probably a little more mobile than Aaron so it's just like than Aaron okay yeah, so it's like all three of them are probably gonna be great but in their own different lanes and different ways so I definitely think that Mahomes is definitely be That's fair enough, but I mean, going forward, he he is set up correctly though. Like he does have a good offensive line, and he has the weapons around him, right? The weapons, yeah, we know he has the weapons around him. But as far as the offensive line, I should say specifically the offensive line, yeah, long, is that O line able to protect him on a night to night basis? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so. so that's so all that matters. You get the quarterback, and you protect the quarterback, and then you get weapons for your quarterback. Shouts to Kyle Kyle Hurt. I learned that from him. <laughs> it's a smart man. We're a pretentious motherfucker. He he, a cool dude though. Like I like his show. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> One day you're going to cross paths with him, man. He's going to have you on his show, man. <laughs> Speaking it Word, into Speak existence. that shit into existence. Word. Word. Just so, what other... What other so... <laughs> I got you. I can't make no promises, but I'll see what I can do when the time comes. <laughs> so, what, what other um, what other sleepers you got in, 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 in the AFC and the NFC that may not be in the playoff picture right now, but they've been balling and they, or they're showing hopes that they'll be able to, to, to snag a spot later on? Oh, let me check. Let me check. Sleepers, I mean, they're not really a sleeper because they definitely should be up there. They just they just mm-hmm. been playing like shit. The Jaguars. I feel like I know you about to say. Oh, the Jaguars. Okay. Jaguars. Yeah. They three and three right now. Like. They, yeah, I'm about to say we know for a fact the Jaguars are gonna find a way to turn it on and, and, and get and, and start balling. You know I mean, Sassy Ramsey he been he been quiet these last couple of days. You know yeah, Tariq Hill burnt that nigga up. Like, was the last week they played in the week before? He this burnt that nigga. Before. I ain't even yeah. go front. Yeah. <laughs> he burnt that man up. Man's been he's been he's been talking real reckless, and I've been expecting to see him see him perform, and 
you got to be able to talk and back it up. That's all is, it, is, it, is it the fact that he's not as good as the offensive players he's playing, or he's just having bad games? Yeah, I think he's just having bad games. He's definitely, games. I, I feel like he's definitely top top two corners in the league. So Who's top one? Or who does he share that top two with? I ain't, I ain't gonna put you on the spot and tell you to, and ask you who the best one is. Who's the top two? Like who? Who else? Who's his partner in that top two? Uh, I mean, really, I really rock with Patrick Peterson. On the um Cardinals. On the Cardinals, it's it's it's, it's probably like a, a four way tie between him, Sassy, Marcus Peters on the Rams, mm-hmm. and um, Casey Hayward from the Chargers. So. Damn, so the Chargers got one of the best cornerbacks in the league as well, too. The, the Chargers, they got a couple players. They just real low-key. How the fuck did they finesse this? Well, they had Travis Kelsey drafted. for a minute. Oh, you talking yeah. about the Chiefs? And, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Tariq, Hill, Tariq Hill, he got there within the last, what, two seasons, I think? Yeah, draft. Through the draft. Man, now that I think about it, now that I think about it, I want to I hope. Can we just sit Odell and Saquon for the rest of the season? Well, like matter of fact, two let them play two, or three more games, and for like the last four, just sit them niggas. I don't want like we putting too much miles on them niggas, and we not doing anything with it. Like, yeah, nah, I feel you on that one. I definitely feel you on that one. But then it's shit, like, they're heartbreaking. It's like I think about it, like doing shit like that, and then it's like when niggas' careers is over, and you look at the stats, and it's like the stats, ah. the stats could be a lot much better. You know? But, yeah, but it's like Odell hasn't even his reception yards this year aren't even crazy. Like he just hasn't. Yeah, but I mean, yo, fuck Eli, son. <laughs> yo, it's not Eli Ford, bro. <laughs> Who's oh, the offensive oh, 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 line? I guess. Man, yo, they, they had snapped that boy the ball. As soon as he get it, he got two D linemen in his face. He can't do much. Nervous. He can't do much. I'd be nervous, nervous. too. Shit. I would be too. I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna front, especially when you're not used to getting touched up like that. And the next thing you know, everybody's on your body for the whole season. I, I, I feel you. But, um, I get it. Another sleeper team I got besides Jacksonville and besides Cleveland is the Jets. I'm the really, Jets. I'm liking oh, not them. Talking. Let me hear that. Let me hear the case. Make a case boys. for the Jets. Talk on it. Let's, let's hear it. Sam Darnold, that boy the truth. I like it. I like the it. truth. The truth is a lot. He's the truth. You know what I'm saying? I think he's wow, what makes what makes Sam Darnold the truth? Man, you know, did you watch the first game when he played the Lions? Yeah, I did. I did. I saw. I saw that. First play, pick six. Oh, and then next, you know right after this, like, ah, now, now you're like, ah, I don't know if he's ready. And then he busts their ass for the rest of the game. <laughs> and it's like quarterbacks that are able to come back from adversity like that. Like it's it's they got they got they got something they got something they they got they got a different type of sauce in them, you know. Mm-hmm. Different type of different type of. They, they different type of confidence to his game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you don't let throwing picks affect you. You don't let getting sacked affect him. Like he's still. You throw the pick and you forget. Yeah, definitely. It's good. That's how you got to me as an athlete. Yeah, it's a fact. As a or as a, as an athlete in general, you got to have short term memory. You got to be able to forget the mistake right away. Definitely. And keep it pushing. Yeah. So I think I think he's gonna. You don't will him to be. Maybe not ten and six. They might get. They might go eight and eight, nine and seven. But, I got, but, you, but in the NFL, you can you can go five, you can end the season five hundred and still get a, get a wild card spot yeah. and compete in the playoffs. Yeah, you, bro, you gotta have a losing record to make it. To be honest, 
No, how, is that, how is that possible? How you have a losing record and still make it to the postseason? Because you always gotta have a team from every division. So say, uh, say your division, right? NFC East. Mm-hmm. Y'all niggas is trash. Cowboys <laughs> is trash. The Redskins is trash. It's trash. The Eagles is decent, but they type trash. So yeah. let's say the Eagles already. The Eagles are satisfied with their championship. They don't give a fuck about nothing else. Yeah, that's a fact. Don't even blame them. But say all four teams, right? Y'all got losing records. So say Cowboys go fucking three and thirteen, Redskins go three and thirteen, the fucking the Eagles go four and twelve, and then the Giants mm-hmm. finish five and eleven. Y'all in the playoffs because that one team, like whoever's at the top of the division, that that one has team to go to the- has to go. Yeah. Similar, similar to the NBA, where it was like every every team, like as long as you clinch your division, you were able to get a um, home court advantage in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Similar. So, it's it's possible to have a losing record in the NBA. It doesn't happen Football. often, but it's, it's a few one of them. It's possible though. Yeah. Football be on some bullshit. I get it. <laughs> I get it. But um, for the NFC, my sleepers. Ah. <sighs> I ain't really got none, man. Niggas are <laughs> You said with the NFC East? <laughs> Just the NFC. Other division. Other division. Other division. And then I'll I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I mean, I guess the, I guess the Eagles would be able to sneak in there. Eh, nah. You don't think so? Nah. Washington. Even after coming Washington, off, Washington ahead of them in the ranks. It's only because they play only because Washington played more one more I mean less games than them. Washington's three and two and uh the Eagles are three and three. I get it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't wanna see no I don't wanna see Washington though. I'm, I'm not trying to watch no Washington. I don't know, man. If they still got Adrian Peterson, I might be down with watching. You know what I'm saying? That's my all time favorite player. True. Fellas to A P. But uh I, I mean Alex Smith is still a good quarterback as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he just he just couldn't get it done in, in Kansas City. In Kansas City. Unfortunately, but he's still decent. I, I think Washington is, is a more sound team. And sometimes, than, uh, than, than the Eagles are? Yeah, sometimes it's, Would, it's all about the team. The do you think the Eagles are just on some shit where it's like they drunk off their last championship, which was last year, or they just or, or having to bring Carson Wentz back? And develop an, an, like a new chemistry and feel for his roster is what's setting them back. Because call it what you like, yeah, they want to change. Like, yeah, football, the talent gap in football is much wider and it's much easier and it's just a lot more random. But it's like, yo, you're out of Super Bowl champs. I don't think you're supposed to be three and three right now. Um, I feel like every season, no matter who wins, like whoever wins the previous championship, they always they don't make the playoffs. Like the only time that happens is if it's the Patriots. Bum ass Patriots work. You know what I'm saying? So, this is typical. You know what I mean? So, it, it is what it is. I don't think it's a chemistry thing because Carson was there for all season. Like, he, he went down, like, the last game of the season or something like that. So, you know. Yeah, that shit I, was I don't think it's a very unfortunate. Thing. Yeah. I don't think it's a chemistry thing. I just think it's just the way, it's just the way history goes. It's history just repeating itself. And honestly, I didn't think that the Eagles were built to win the Super Bowl last year. So, like they, mm, were, they, so were, the, was... they were the underdogs in every game that they played in. Mm. So it's 
Is it, I ain't gonna say it was a fluke because you don't win three, four games in a row and it'd be a fluke. But and it'd be a fluke, exactly. But I don't, I don't think that they're as elite as the media tries to make them seem. Definitely not. Their defense ain't fucking with us, even though they made up just look like Swiss cheese last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The Vikings got the Vikings got to do a little something different. For for, for like, one another important another important NFL topic I want to discuss was the um was it the pass was it pass was that what you call that pass rushing the pass rushing rules or the um the sack and the quarterback rules whatever how however you would classify that. The tackling. way that the fish, the fish was tackling. said the tackling, yeah, tackling, yeah. How do you feel about the way these niggas been calling these 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 sus tackling calls? Like, what do you like? I don't I don't understand what they expect the um defensive lineman to do. Like I don't expect, I don't see how you expect a nigga that's two fifty, well six five two fifty to somehow control how hard he hit somebody after running full speed towards him. Like it just doesn't make sense. It's taking out the soul of the game, because yeah. it's like we watch football for them hits. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see somebody get their clock clean. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. you know what I'm saying? And then it's just like, everything Yo. is just full speed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, in gym class, if you're running full speed and someone else is running full speed and y'all not paying attention, like, to where y'all going, right? Like, you're trying to, yeah. like, you're paying attention to the quarterback that's about to throw you the ball, and then y'all happen to run into each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit's going to hurt because y'all both running at full speed, but it's like, you, you couldn't control that. And, like, I feel exactly. like it's, it's the same case in the NFL. Like, these plays, they really be bang-bang plays most of the time. And it's like you can't really control what what happens. And a lot of these niggas is getting flagged, penalized. Vontez Burfick just got fined, like, $112,000. Mercy. For some plays last week. And it's just, like, it's just killing the soul of the game. Like, for all this, you might as well play flag football. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nobody wants to see this. Like, I want to nah, see. I feel you. I want to see some real gridiron, gully, gladiating football. And it's, they, they really killing it. And um, it's, it's disappointing. I mean, I get it. It's a health thing and all that. But it's just mm-hmm. like, fuck, man. Let's, let's invest this money and make better helmets. You know? And now, that brings up a very interesting conversation now because it's like, do you think that they're doing this? You do. I so you think they're doing this strictly for health reasons, correct? Yeah. Like with the with the with the whole CTE scare, and they feel this. Well, how does it make sense to me? Because it's like, like these niggas. Like if any of the, if I don't know if anybody's like really paid attention to the type of hits that are getting called now, like getting flagged now. Nobody is going after helmets. Like niggas is really niggas is all body hits. Yeah. Like, they're just a little bit more aggressive than normal because, like I said, these niggas is six five two fifty. What do you expect? Yeah, but it's also the. Tom Brady rule. Like, you remember when I was talking about how that season that he went down? Yeah. On that play, he got, like, hit in his shin or some shit. So, basically, anything below the knee is getting flagged now because of that. Mm. You know, so it's... it's, so, it's what, so, so, how do they expect How do they expect guys to hit quarterback? I don't get it. How do they expect bro, them to be hit? Bro, it's like, you, you want them to hit and, like, slowly slide down till you get to his thighs and just not let go. But then it's like... You do shit like that, and then it's shit that happens last week with the Chiefs and the Patriots where mm. Lyman had Tom Brady down for a sack, and he just let him go because he was scared to get a penalty. And it's just like, now you're fucking up the outcomes of games and shit. So, I'm about to say, now, exactly. Now you're disrupting the outcome of games. So That's another thing to think about. Yo, it's, it's, it's a tricky thing. And I, I feel like it's a lose-lose situation because it's like, if you take away that penalty, maybe you're still going to have the CTE problems. And I guess, you know, CTE scares people away from playing. So 
mm-hmm. it, it brings a fear for football in the future. But then it's like if you keep these penalties, niggas is still not going to want to play because this is some big shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, I get that, but it's just like I'm, I, me personally, as far as like CTE, well, me personally, when I got kids, like this, uh, my son is just clipped for that. You're not playing football. I'm sorry, but. With the CTE shit, bro, niggas is not going after heads. For, like, they're not going after heads, so I don't they're even not, see how that could be a concern. Because it's, it's still, you know, them linemen, they go head-to-head every play. Mm. You know what I mean? And then it'd be those those bang-bang plays where niggas get concussions, and it's, you know? So I don't think no one intentionally goes for the head, but it's just simultaneously by accident, just just off of motion and, and a... What's the word that I'm looking for? Physics? Yeah. Physics. You know got saying? you. Don't worry about that. I got you. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just off of that. Like, sometimes your head may be in a way. Or, like, sometimes a player could be, you know, trying to go low mm-hmm. to avoid hitting the head. And then the player that he's hitting goes low as well. So then it ends up being a head-to-head type of thing. Where mm. You know what I mean? And then you get flagged for that. But it's like you wasn't trying to do that. But that that was, wasn't your intention. Yeah, it just, it's just, just so happened. Both, it just happened like y'all that. Y'all both trying to be safe and fuck around and be unsafe. So I really think it should just be more emphasis just on building better helmets to to handle these actions. That's all. But my thing is, when you really think about it, bro, the human brain is like not even yeah, the human not even just the brain. Your whole your head is not supposed to be withstanding that level of contact. So even if you build a better helmet, your your brain is still going to be suffering to a certain extent. You're right. Yo, I'm telling you, bro. Give it ten years. T- I play. I yeah, play give it ten years, 10 years, bro. Give it ten I, years. Football not, not gonna be the same, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Nah, like, shit, like, not. Ten years from now, when niggas are like what 32, 33, watching this shit, bro. Like it's, it's not gonna be what we what we know football to be. And then five years later, ten years after that, it's clipped, and it's gonna be a basketball world. <laughs> Some shit you love. It's gonna be a basketball world. <laughs> Nah, don't fight shit, bro. Football that's just a dangerous ass sport. Like that's a real gladiator shit. It's shit fire. Don't get me wrong. It's fire. It's wavy, but it's best a gladiator sport, ass best sport. sport on earth, man. And it's crazy because the majority of Americans love football. Like that's the American sport when you think about it. So to see American sport under sport attack, facts. That's a fact. Well, what do you think about the idea of like um when when defensive linemen are rushing a quarterback, they go after the ball instead of the actual quarterback? I think it could get tricky because it saves a fourth down play, right? And the team is driving, game winner drive, and you go for the ball and you miss that bitch when you could have <laughs> just went for the whole man. For so the whole man, word. You got that sack. That's gonna be your ass. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna that's be like ass, Mr. Postman. <laughs> that's like that's like the Minnesota Miracle last year where Stefan Diggs caught that, that game winning touchdown. Right? If boy mm-hmm. if boy didn't go for the ball and he went for Stefan, we wouldn't even be talking about this. You know, so it's like sometimes you just get torn in between one to make the safe play. And one mm-hmm. and wanting to make like that big play that's gonna get talked about on sports and talked about in all the group chats, talked about all across the country. So I think you should definitely go for the man instead of the ball most times. But when you go for the that's ball, it works. That that shit looks great. 
Nah, that's a fact. Well, you, exactly. You go for the man that works, it looks great. It's, that's, it's, it's always it's a lose-lose, though. Yeah. Whatever it's a lose-lose in a sense. Well, exactly. That's that's what everything. That's what everything. But let's shift gears a little bit now. Let's let's, let's talk about the true sport. The, the true and only important sport there is. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm, yo, nah, don't hold on. We just take <laughs> Yo, the NBA really... Yo, this shit really back, son. Ooh, boy, yo, I know you seen that game last night, man. <laughs> yo, you know I was tell you, bro. I left as soon as I left the office. Niggas started shaking, and I missed it. I had to, I had to, I had to rely on y'all niggas' inconsistent tweets and and word. That shit blew my. Heart. But nah, <laughs> as soon as I left the office, them niggas started shaking. Game two, I ain't go front. The Lakers suck, but that's not. We're not going to talk about that right now. I mean, that was to be expected. I mean, come on. It was. Come on, Brandon it was. Ingram. Come on. Nah, I ain't even go. <laughs> you got no faith in that motherfucker. Nah, I ain't go for Brandon Ingram is it. In the sense that I, I see the potential that everybody else has been talking about. Like, I see... I mean, but when are we going to... I'm not going to drag it and say he has a ceiling of Kevin Durant. No. Nah, I'm not even going to drag it and say that. But he, he fits into the mold of those long, athletic, lanky guys who could just put the ball on the floor and get and get you a bucket at any given moment. Definitely. But, but with like, him... I feel like, when are we going to stop talking about his potential? Like, it's year three. True. I mean, now, nah, but the thing with NBA players, NBA players take a good three to four seasons to really develop into the play that they're gonna be. So, even though, even though niggas is like, yo, Brandon Ingram is gonna be the next best thing, it's still fairly early. It's only year three, and jacking you gotta remember it. the media. Yeah, I'm jacking it, bro. I'm telling you. And on top of that, the media, yo, people gotta stop watching. No funny shit. People gotta stop watching sports and shit like that. Like, like, don't watch that stuff. No funny shit. Just watch the game. And formulate your own opinions because you have because when you watch when you rely on the media to tell you certain things, bro, like niggas that have you thinking that Brandon Ingram is already in year seven and he should already be balling, and it's not like that. Like that's not how the league works. Like niggas don't like it's very rare that players pull up and start balling right away. Like it takes time for niggas to develop in the play that they are. Maybe. So I just but think I, we gotta give that nigga more time. He's kind of running out with me. I mean, put it this way, right? If I got, I guess it's how we gauge them. To be. Right, so it's like they talking about Bi is the next best thing, the next Kevin Durant, year three mm-hmm. KD. He wasn't top ten player in the league. Oh wait, year three KD, he was dead averaging like thirty. Hold on, let me double check that. He was dead averaging, but he was dropping buckets year three though. You I don't, I don't know, I don't want to drag it and say top ten, but year three he was he was averaging at least twenty five a game. You know what I'm saying? He was one of the so, he was, year three Kevin Durant was one of the best scorers in the league. I, I'll say that. You know what I'm saying? So he was averaging 27 a game. Well, no, year three he was averaging 30. I was right. Yeah, yeah, he was a top 10 player that year. You that was 2010 me? season. That was eighth grade. Damn. Wow. It's bi. That was around the time where I was like, six, "Who the fuck is the Oklahoma City Thunder?" Yeah. Bi averaging 16 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I'm not. That's why I'm not like I'm not comparing him to Kevin Durant, but he's in that mold of that type of scorer. If you know what I if that makes sense. Man's but he's not Kevin Durant. Man is ain't nothing but another Andrew Wiggins, man. Whoa, chill, don't do that. <laughs> what is it? Don't do that. Yeah. Brandon Ingram actually works on his game. Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram is actually aggressive. You're right. I'll give it I I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You know what I'm saying? Brandon Ingram actually has heart. And definitely when it when it when it gets down to getting down, he gonna swing on the nigga. I'm not too sure about Andrew. Andrew might That's run a, to his brother to, to tweet about niggas. Yeah, you, know. you know, some Canadian shit. Word, I feel you. 
My but, thing is though, with that Chris Paul situation last night, Chris Paul deserved to get Ron. He, he deserved that. Like Ronda yeah. was hundred percent had all right to run in that nigga mouth because why the fuck are you putting your hands in my face? Why you poke me in the face with your finger? Like also disrespectful shit. And it's crazy because prior to me watching, like I didn't see the full clip until I got home when I turned on Sports Center. Like it started when James Harden drove to the back, like not back, drove to the rack mm-hmm. and um pushed Brandon Ingram out the way and got called for the for the um and and Bi got called for the foul. So basically, Harden took for context for everybody listening. Harden took the ball coast to coast. He got to the other side. Brandon Ingram was in front of him. He pushed him out the way, laid the ball in, and Brandon Ingram got called for the foul. That now ticked off Brandon Ingram, who then went over to Harden. Like as he was walking back, he pushed. He shut that little nigga hard and said, "Get the fuck out of my way, pussy." Push that nigga, and then. He spoke to the ref. He was blacking on the ref like, yo, ah, yo, this bitch-ass nigga always driving to the rim, and y'all always blowing the whistle for him, but this nigga's always traveling. So, nigga, James Harden was standing there with the confused face. I'm like, yo, James, you know damn well he got nigga right. Whatever he's seen, you know he right. And then, um, what happened? I think, what, somebody, oh, Lance pulled, Lance pulled up, pulled B.I. away, and then that's when Rondo and Chris Paul got into each other's face, and, and nigga Rondo popped on his dumb ass. Shit like that. <laughs> But nah, yo, boy, nah, nah, like, yo, why you yo, putting your hands? Don't, don't come, don't pull up, putting your hands in nobody's face, expecting not to get your, not to get your shit touched. Like, what's up? True say, true say. But after, after he got rocked in his face, I seen another angle. And this nigga Chris Paul slapped the shit out of Rondo. Like we thought it was a punch. He really open hand slapped this man. And I feel like that might be a little more disrespectful. Nah, slap is always more disrespectful. But he, oh, but it don't even matter at that point because he punched you. So you now you gotta you gotta retaliate with that same force. For a fact. So his slap that that slap is then yeah. negated when you yeah. think about it. That's what I was thinking as well. And then Bi came out of nowhere and snooze CP again. <laughs> nah, he. No, I'm t- <laughs> Nah, I'm telling no you, yo, <laughs> tell you, bro, B.I. was tight that, that James Harden was getting a call, so he had to get that. Like, he was mad before it even happened. Like, before Rondo and CP3 got in each other's face, he was already tight, so he had to get that off. Uh, like, he had to get that off, so he came back and caught that nigga one time. Like, hold that, stupid. Fuck you talking about? <laughs> Low-ass boy. Nah. He probably, he probably, after that, he probably ran, he probably took his teammates into the secret tunnel <laughs> to, get to, the, to get to the home locker room type shit again. <laughs> I would have shit. <laughs> nah, I love shit like that though. Like, that nah, so, yo, because nobody the... ever fights in the NBA, bro. Oh. That should be blown mind. Everybody be so scared to get fined and suspended, and it's always like this. Always a little tough, and, and that wasn't even really a fight. Niggas got two, three hits off, but it's like nobody ever swings punches in the NBA. So yeah. to see that we ain't in seen game contact two in a minute. In a minute, like bro. We most, probably ain't seen context most... since Malice in the Palace. Nah, nah, nah. The most might have been the John Wall fucking um, what's his name? Oh, Marcus Morris? Nah, John Warren, dude with the with the dreads. And they shipped him to Utah. Um, what you call it? My son Jay Crowder. Jay yes, Crowder. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Nigga. Wait, that was that was the one where he put where they where he put he touched his nose, he snapped mm-hmm. like he, he, that he, was, okay, he, I thought that was Jay. I thought that was what you call it. <laughs> nigga did the Chris Paul and John Wall <laughs> slapped the, the shit out of him. Fuck out of here. Hold that stupid. <laughs> Fuck you doing. But nah, man. I'm, I'm I go for everybody was take that. Nah, I was. Everybody was tight that LeBron would put his like it was consoling him afterwards. But it's like, yo, that's his man's, bro. Fuck this basketball shit. Like that's dead his right hand man's. So that was bound to happen. My on top like, of that, on. they both run the same age. It's like, come on, you know what I mean? Yeah, bro, we too old to be playing. Too old for this shit. You know what I'm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Melo, Melo Peep, Melo Peep game. Melo been new, like, yo, I'm too old for this shit. That nigga, he barely even broke the scuffle up. That nigga was on the outskirts. Uh, like, him, and, him and P, I was going at it for a little bit. It was chatting it up a little bit. It was chatting it up. It was not, Melo was not about to shoot it, though. The B-Mo was we, about to come out. He might have said another couple words. <laughs> word. But, yo, did you see, um, like, the clips that they got of the celebrities in that shit? Bro, they got Floyd Mayweather hype. They got Floyd Mayweather on the court. Travis, Travis, Travis Course is ready to get it in. Rubbing his hands together like, yo, I'm... If, <laughs> yeah. He's trying to do... Floyd Mayweather was on the... Floyd was on the... On the, on the sitting courtside uh, shadow boxing Clapping. after that shit happened. <laughs> well, you had Nipsey Hussle pulling up his pants. Like, what's up? Travis, Travis is on the sideline amping the shit. <laughs> no. Travis was my... Travis ain't want no smoke, though. Let's be realistic. Nah, absolutely. Nah, it's, it's, I feel like it's good to see shit like that. Like, nah, it is. I love, it is. I love seeing shit like that. Remind, it reminds everybody that they still human. And of course, again, I hate sports media because the way that these niggas was covering the story afterwards, bro, you thought it was you thought it was a malice of the palace, bro. Yeah. Niggas is like per per such and such source, they confirmed that Chris Paul said that Rondo spit on him. I'm like, nigga, shut the fuck up, bro. Everybody, come on, son, shut up, son. We could tell, we could look at that shit for ourselves and say it, like, and I, yo, I hate, I hate how 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 um NBA insiders be on Twitter, like writing with a certain format on Twitter. I'm like, yo, it's Twitter. <laughs> it's Twitter, bro. Just type. Just say what you're saying, bro. Get it off your chest. Like, fuck that purr and Man. yo, I, yo, I hate yo, I hate sports media, like, bro. It's, it's like if they do that, then they gonna get Jamel Hill. Don't nobody want that. Yo, shout out to my son Jamel Hill. She's a legend. Off the strength that she didn't give a fuck what nobody thought, and she always spoke her mind. She always did what she felt like was right, and she never let anybody pigeonhole her and control her. Joe, Jamel Hill is a legend. I salute you, Jamel. Same here, same here. I salute you, man. Fuck everybody else that's perpetrating. Pioneer. But now, nah, fuck the fight, though. I'm <laughs> let me not jump. Let me not let that overshadow the fact that it was it was opening weekend in, in, in basketball. Great week for ball. And it was a great. I about to say. I must say, it was a pretty good opening week. It was a pretty good opening week. My 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 young boys out there in New York, we won in two right now. But I must say, I'm very very satisfied with the way that they've been playing these last three games. At least we know for a fact that we are under. We we under. We don't have as much talent as as majority of teams that we will play this year. But one thing's for sure, we would not be out coached. Shout out to that man, David Fizdale. Ooh, I was hyped. You saw the game last. You you saw the game last night. I ain't see the game. I wasn't able to catch the game, but I seen clips. I'm seeing now. What's that boy named Trier? Alonzo. Trier, my son Alonzo Trier. He's a mm, scorer. He reminds yeah. me a lot of not. I would. I don't want to say he reminds me a lot of Jr. In the sense that he come off the bench and give you a smooth uh, ten to fifteen mm. on any given night. Yeah. He, he and he boomed yo in the home opener. He I forgot who he boomed it on, but he boomed it on somebody crazy. And at the end of the third, I forgot who he being on. He came down the lane and took it. Yo, he came. I didn't know he. I didn't even know he had bounced like that. He came down the lane and boomed on somebody crazy. But now nah, overall, he, he might I, be. He might be Yaku's. Imagine. You know what I'm saying? Imagine. I. I actually. Well, yeah, he went undrafted, so it's a little. It's even. Even if he is Yaku's, that's yeah. a better story than Kuz. But yeah. it's like. I was actually banking on Mitchell Robinson. Not even this year to perform, but I was banking on Mitchell Robinson being like. A very good starting center in like four or five years. Yeah, I was hearing good talk about him in the preseason. Yeah, because like he's, he's, you know, he's he been through a lot of personal things on, off the court where, you know, it led to him not being able to play college basketball last year. But, and that's part of the reason why he draft, he, he fell so low to the second round and we were able to snag him. But he has all of the, like, he has the raw talent to be able to be like a very good 
defensive rebounding alley hoop catching running the floor big man. Mm-hmm. Like he like the raw talent is there. If you I don't if you ever get a chance to watch the Knicks game in the near future, the raw talent is there. But it's just gonna take some time for him to get used to the flow of the NBA game. So I'm really looking forward to the type of player that Mitchell Robinson is gonna become because we're gonna need a we're gonna need a center when KP gets back because there's no guarantee that Ennis Kansas is gonna get re-signed after this season. Eh, it, it might be a little guarantee. I think he likes it out there. He does, but it's just a matter of how much money we're willing to pay him or how much money he's willing to accept because with, the, with our track record, you're not gonna you're not gonna want to accept anything less than a certain amount. But with the new gen, with the new direction the front office is going in, it's like I'm pretty sure the niggas are not out here just throwing niggas bread anymore. I don't know, man. You know, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like I make a lot of bad decisions when it comes to money, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. At, since the beginning of the de- since the beginning of the century, we've been making a lot of questionable um, basketball decisions. Bruh, y'all still playing jobless for the next couple years. That shit was crazy. <laughs> I still don't understand that. Bruh. Not Timmy, only did niggas get Timmy overpaid. <sighs> The crazy, the, the worst thing about Timmy is the fact that we shipped him away to Atlanta only to then bring him back and overpay him. Fuck, bro. Bro. But, I mean, don't get me wrong, though. Timmy has been taking... He's, his shot selection is on some $70 million shit now, though, so... I mean, that's because he's forced to be the first option. But I said that, bro. At the beginning of the season, I'm like, yo, I, I know he's ever played that Tim Hardaway is. He's going to take 25 shots a night, and he has been doing that. And granted, his shooting percentage is a little sus. Like, he'll go for... He'll go, like... First night he went like ten for twenty four, twenty five or something like that, right. and the next night he went like twelve for twenty two. Like it's a little sus, you feel me? But he's putting up, he's dropping buckets, like he's scoring. Yeah, he's helping y'all. So he's helping to score, and it's just like yo, if you the first we won the first game, and the last two games that we played were all were both close games. Like we competed the entire night, yeah. and for us to compete the way we did against Boston last night. That's a great sign. Without and and that's after Kevin Knox went down with the sprained ankle. Mercy, my, that man's in my praise. When that when that nigga went down, bro, my heart sank. Like damn. He be alright. He be alright. He be alright though. So it's a regular high ankle sprain, but he, that should blew more. Who y'all think y'all gonna get in free agency though? I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I don't know. I'm not gonna drag it and say Kevin Durant. I don't. I, I'm not subscribing to that narrative. You know, that, that might be. That might not be bad though. The like, only way I see, hypothetically speaking, the only way I see Kevin Durant leaving Golden State is if they win again this year, right? And then he's on some shit like, I bet I'm a better basketball player now. I went away to Golden State and I learned how to be a better. Like I learned how to win. I improved my game with areas that I wanted to improve it. Let me take on another challenge. Let me shut these media niggas up and show them that I can be the first option on a championship team. And what better place to do that than New York? And not to mention his his business partner, Rich Kleiman, I believe his name is. He's a big, he's a very big Knicks fan. He's a big Knicks fan to the point where he's, he actually wants to be GM of the Knicks at some point in time. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but he's a very big Knicks fan. So to have somebody that close to you in your camp who's a very big Knicks fan, Who's to say that he won't be able to, you know, to to to, to sway Kevin Durant and tell him, you know, pull up the pull up to New York, try to do it in New York. Not to mention, like I said, that's his business partner. There's many opportunities in New York. Oh, yeah. You feel me? There's many there's many business opportunities in New York. Granted, it's not it's not Silicon Valley, which he's closer to now in, in Golden State, but it's New York. You're gonna find you're gonna find a bag in New York. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it it might it might just turn out to be another LeBron to LA situation. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going out there thinking about ball first. 
know. Nah, nah, nah. Kevin Durant different, bro. I think if Kevin Durant, if Kevin Durant come to New York, he, Kevin Durant is balls on his mind. Like that nigga's trying to shut people up if he come, if he come to New York. I would be interested in seeing him and KP together. That'd be an interesting. That would, that would be very interesting. Like think about the front a front court of KD, KP. And then Mitchell Robinson, as far as length goes, and then you can swap that out with Ennis Cantor, and then your rebounding is just crazy at that point. And but if you want, you know, if you want, if you want, if you want some defense, Mitchell Robinson for Dame Lillard, and we'd be good. Yo, thinking about Dame Lillard, I actually feel like the Lakers should trade for Dame. I, I feel like they should ship Lonzo dumbass out of here, and um, <laughs> and get Dame because, bro, I don't know. I was watching Lakers games, and I just don't see Lonzo fit in this offense. Like, I just don't see it. Mm. I just really don't. I don't. And and it's crazy because LeBron always needs point guards that uh, that can shoot and that could score at ease, and his two point guards. Yeah, they they not really scores. Not really sure. I'm telling you, I don't see Lonzo see. I don't see Lonzo being on that Lakers team long term. I but. mean, hey man, just package up Bi, package up Lonzo, send him to Portland with a draft pick. I think that'd be a fair deal. Yeah, niggas, they're not sending. They're not sending you out Bi and Lonzo. Ah, listen, man, they'll probably do like. They'll probably do like. You're gonna have to send two players though. Right, they'll probably so, do like a Kuz and, and nah, a Kuz. Hell no. But I wouldn't even want to trade Kuz though. Kuz is really the better out of them three. So I wouldn't I wouldn't trade. Alright, so put it this way, right? Say the season goes how it goes, BI is still 16, 4, 4, and 4. <laughs> yeah. He's getting he's getting he's getting shipped in that package. But the, But you know what's crazy? Actually, let me think. I mean And then they could they could snag a couple of veterans, veteran small forwards next year in free agency. To fill out them, I mean, like I, I'm not opposed to that. I'm not. I'm not to get Dame. Yo, I, I, yo, I genuinely believe. Like, and I believe this for a little while. If you pair Dame up with Braun, Nasty. he's gonna ball out. Nasty. Like Dame, he's been in, he's he's been in a very unfortunate situation throughout his entire career. Like oh. he's a, he's one of the better point guards in the league, but the competition in the West is just so crazy that. He's constantly getting snubbed, and not to mention he plays for Portland. It's just like them niggas have always been mediocre. It's it's, it's not even that. It's just the fact that oh, he has no pieces around. Him. Like he's got CJ. Like don't get me wrong. Like he's got CJ. exactly. Them niggas have been mediocre. But yeah. it's like, but it's like, <laughs> don't do this. Don't do this. But it's like, <laughs> it's like they they backcourt heavy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that front and that's that's what is, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They don't need that's I, I'm, I'm, they don't need two scorers in the back court. Like no. they could because because for example, a team like Golden State and a team like Washington, where they have two scoring back court um back court members and John and um Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and John Wall and Brad Bill, Brad Bill respectively. The reason why that works is because both Klay Thompson and Bradley Bill can play off the ball. And score and shoot off the ball. Not to say that CJ can't, but CJ's the type of player that he has. Like, is he's better if he creates his own offense. You feel me? Like yeah. he's a he's an ISO break you down two three dribbles. You all the way over there. I'm all the way over here. Yeah, knock down he jumper. Put, he put somebody from the Spurs on skates last night. Rag, rag. Yeah. That's rag. But you feel me? But it's like now imagine you pairing him up with a guy like Lonzo who doesn't need the ball as much in his hand. Like who doesn't need to score? Like who doesn't need the ball to score as much the way Dame does? Mm. You feel me? Lonzo's just gonna be dominating that young man all night long, and he's still gonna have the opportunities, if not more opportunities, to be able to create his own offense and score because 
Lonzo doesn't Lonzo, Lonzo doesn't do that. True. And then it's need bigs, man. Like you, we not going nowhere with Nurk. Soft ass Nurk. <laughs> Motherfucker about seven fucking foot. Soft as a motherfucker. Yo, that is... <laughs> Power forward nah. is soft. Evan nah, Turner you... <laughs> is soft. Evan Turner overpaid. Bro, he's overpaid. Myers Leonard getting paid bread just to sit on the bench. In the he fuck out of here. He, he, he another top 10 pick that was a bust. Bro, it's no funny shit. Our front office is probably head to head with the Knicks. Like, as far as bad nah. deals. We, bro, nah. we, got, we got some bad contracts. You still, still Sac- Sacramento or Orlando is still ahead of y'all? Yeah, definitely. The thing is, though, the reason why nobody talks about Portland's, Portland's front office is because Portland has talent on their team, and they've been making the playoffs. So it's like, oh, you can accept under the rug. But yeah, mm. a, lot of their, a lot of their contracts is a little suspect. Bro. Beyond. Now, nah, what, what else happened around the league? I was, yo, I'm, I'm telling y'all, I got Luka Doncic to win, um... Rookie of the year this year. My boy dropped twenty six and six last night. Our son getting to that back early. early. DeAndre Jordan did not. Not DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Ayton didn't show up, but my son Luca did. And I'm yo the Mavs. I'm telling y'all, the Mavs is my sleeper this year. Sleeper? Sleeper? Like they they the, the Mavs, playoffs? The Mavs are I the Mavs will fuck around and finish like they'll finish somewhere between eight to ten. Right, like they'll fair. like they'll they'll play like they're gonna they're gonna be that team that's playing the last couple of games of this season OD hard because that it's means the they can bubble. fuck around and get a playoff yeah okay. they can get a playoff berth off of those team off of those wins. That's fair. But I, that, I'm telling y'all that boy Luca's the truth. Yeah, he's he's been doing some shit. Dennis Smith is he's coming. Had a game winner last night. He's coming. Calm game winner. You know what I'm saying? Calm game winner. I just feel like they complement each other so well. Yeah. That's why they complement each other so well. Luca's ability to to score and create for his teammates. And then they and now both, Dennis, they both can throw the alley to DJ. Facts. Luca's passing is unheard. Listen, that nigga passing ability is crazy. Now his court vision is really crazy to me. I might that might that might be an interesting combo to grow together. Like now it will. I'm telling you, it will be because now because now Dennis Smith Jr. doesn't have to front like he like us. He like he's a 2010 point guard. He can stick to being that 25 and five guy. Mm. And Luca <laughs> could focus on scoring. I mean, Luca could focus on creating the offense because he is a he is better at creating the offense than Dennis is. Mm. So like that in the back off rip in the backcourt, like they they straight now. Now Dennis don't got a front no more. He can play more like himself, and you just fit Luca in, and he's just dominant addition to everybody. And they had the right amount of veteran presence in Wesley Matthews, Harrison Barnes, and Dirk and them boys, you know, to keep the young boys focused, and DeAndre to keep the young boys focused and get them prepared for the league and shit like that. Bro, I'm telling you, Mavericks, the Mavericks are good, bro. Outside of the whole, you know, fiasco going on in their front office and shit like that, the basketball side of things is not too bad. Yeah, agreed. But, uh, what other rookies been, been making noise that's been catching <sighs> your eye other than the first two picks? Um, honestly, it hasn't much been going on. I've been keeping my eye out for um for for Mo Bamba out in Orlando, but like I said from draft night, I just didn't like him in Orlando. Like I just that's this DNA the equivalent of coming to New York. You feel me? Where like niggas just don't give a fuck about player development. Yeah. And they coaching staff is sus, and they don't give players time to develop and grow, and they just constantly just 
trading niggas away before they could develop into who they... Because remember, them niggas... This this the same team that once had Alfred Payton, Victor Oladipo, Eric Gordon... Not even the white. It's just in, in oh, recent years. Recent, yeah, 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 like they did had they did had some bowlers, and if they just developed them correctly, they'd be a, a playoff team in the East right now. But I mean, it's it's still it's still very very early. It's still very early in the season. I'm not gonna front like it's not. So I don't want to apply. I'm not gonna front. I mean, I'm not gonna um apply too much pressure to pressure to rookies. Right. Yeah, it's wait. Come on now, bus potential. That's old. You can't tell. Before you say you can't really call niggas a bus in their nah, first year, some, bro. You can't. Sometimes. Except for like the cases where it's like yo the the um the Anth- not Anthony the uh what's that nigga name Bennett son Anthony oh, Bennett Anthony, Anthony Bennett, Bennett. Okay. and um like the Andrew Morrison's of the world where it's just like yo this nigga had no right being drafted number one type shit. Okay. Other than that, bro, like I said, it takes players about a good three four years to develop in the league. It takes a little minute. All right. Okay. Uh, it takes a minute, so I'll, maybe. I'll get my Debatable. I'll get my rookie predictions later. I'll get my rookie. I'll, we can talk about rookies again like December. Okay. But just know that boy Luca has been balling. Definitely. And and honestly, Kevin Knox first two games wasn't too bad. Word. What is what is? Nah, he, he dropped like? ten the first game and he came back the next night in Brooklyn and did a little better. Dropped seventeen on them. Okay. And then he got injured tonight. Unfortunately, last night. I mean. Okay. Unfortunately. That's calm. That's but yeah, I'm I'm confident in the way Kevin. I think Kevin's gonna be able to give us like thirteen and five. All season long, so that's those aren't bad numbers for your rookie year. Yeah, that'd be solid. How do you what do you think about Toronto so far? Toronto's Toronto's the real deal, yeah. and the reason why I say they're the real deal, you gotta think about it. Toronto is never a bad team, and I, I I still don't understand why they fired Dwayne Casey. They should have kept him and traded away Dwight. Like it wasn't Dwayne Casey's fault, my nigga. Like these niggas just are constantly afraid of LeBron every time they go up against him. Like that's not Dwayne Casey's fault. Right. He's not on the court playing. You but say. yeah, cause Toronto's also oh, they've always been a very good team. They've always been they've always been a very well coached team. And last year they had one of the best benches in the league. Like they got bodies on that team. Like their their bench runs deep. Mm-hmm. And now that you replace your best player, who was Demar Derozan, with an even better player in Kawhi Leonard. And the Eastern Conference is wide open this year. Expect Toronto to fin- uh, expect Toronto to finish in the top three. Okay. Right. And as much right. as as much as everybody hates Kyle Lowry for bitching and constantly complaining, that nigga's gonna drop buckets, bro. And bro, I'm glad nobody took him to in fantasy. Say that. I was about to say, got rid of Demar. It's a little different animal in Kyle. He putting up points. Yeah, he, he busting my ass in fantasy right now. Yeah, because y'all all dumb. Y'all all dumb and y'all only draft off based off names and off emotions. Y'all niggas don't think with... Nah, nah, I'm going there, bro. I'm going there. Niggas don't, be, niggas don't be watching the games. I'm like, all right, wait. I, mean, I looked at the nigga, so I ain't even going to take him yet because y'all all going to pass up on Kyle because y'all all hate him because he be bitching. Y'all all passed up on him. I got the nigga in the fifth round, and now he's dropping buckets on your dumb ass. Yeah, he's, 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 he's looking real nice right now. But I don't know. How you? What do you think yeah. about? What do you think about Philly though? I feel like they they've been a little underwhelming so far. They have, and I expected that. Like honestly, from last season to this season, Philly hasn't made much changes to their roster. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, they they were only really banking on both Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons improving from last year. And granted, these are these are two of the best young players in the league, but you got to do more than that. You you can't just put all your eggs in one basket and expect your two your two franchise players to, to lead you out the entire time and not put the right amount of help around them. You know I what like, I mean? Like, I feel like... I feel and like also, you, they lost you gotta remember that Wilson Chandler's still injured. They did they yeah. did go out and get a wing that they needed, but well, he's he's injured, though. They lost a couple pieces, though. Like, Bellinelli. Yeah. They lost him. 
Um, they lost both Bellinelli and um. What's, what's, his, name? His, what's his nigga name? Stauskas. Stauskas, and there was another four. Like they had like another stretch four who could knock down knock down threes. I forgot who it was. Yeah, me too. His his name's is it not Ilyasova? I think it was, they had Ilyasova last yep. year. Yep. They, they lost all of those pieces, and it's like yo, your point guard can't shoot. You need shooters. Yeah. Like why did y'all try to do y'all? Why did y'all do everything in your favor in your best interest to retain these niggas? Like y'all need them. And on top of that, I just feel like I yo I don't know why Markel Fultz is starting. I don't get it. I think it's I think it's a confidence thing. Like they wanted to get his confidence back. Bro, bring him off the bench. Like you can you can get all the confidence you need coming off the bench and playing 20, 25 minutes a night. Like you don't have to start the game. Like yo, I don't do, and the shit that be blowing my about the Markel situation is that everybody be on shit like yo, yeah, man, I see it, man. The kid's athletic, you know, he looks really comfortable out there, and 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 he's just gonna take some time. No, bro, he does not. That nigga looks very. He does not look comfortable out there. He does not look like he's ready to be Ooh, a starting guard in this league, bro. He looks shakes, and it's and it's okay to look shakes. He he a young nigga. He like 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Last season was a fluke because of the injury. And now he's being asked to start and produce right away. Like, no, bro. That's not... Like, James Harden wasn't starting right away in Oklahoma City. They brought him off the bench. And they should run... They should do the same exact thing with Markel. JJ yeah, Redick is still but, able to be a starting shooting guard in this league. Bring but, Markel off the bench. Let him ease his way, his way into the game. But James wasn't a... He wasn't a first-round pick, though. What? Nigga, James Harden was a, was a top-five pick in his draft. Top-five? Sure yeah. Yeah. Bro, James Harden in 09, bro. James Harden got drafted like third overall. Hold on, let me double check that. But yeah. I know for a fact it was either third or fifth. I thought he was a second rounder, late first. Nah, round. bro. James Harden, James Harden went in the um in the top five. Yeah, top. He went to the, he got drafted third overall. Oh damn! I know it's a bugging. I know my shit. Fucking mean. <laughs> nah, yo, <laughs> you got drafted third overall, and they still brought him off the bench, bro. Like. Like it, just, it takes time for you to like the NBA game is much faster than the college game, and I I don't know if they want some shit like yo he a sophomore now he's been around the team. Nah, it's just he's just not ready to come. And 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 Ben is different because that's that's a situation that was a situation with Ben. Ben he got injured his first year and he automatically started right away. But Ben is a generational talent. Like that nigga's damn near about to be MVP one year. I mean, one um soon. Yeah, he's been getting. They should they should definitely bring. They should 100% bring Markel Fultz off the bench. Like, he just does not look ready to be a starter. He's just not ready to, like, he just looks very, it's crazy because he, he looks very unorthodox out there. Like, not so much his shot form, but just, like, overall comfortability. Like, he just looks very, like, all over the place. I mean, he'll get it together, though, with time. Like, yeah, he will, think. but it's just, like, they're making it harder for him by starting him automatically. Like, it's just, it's crazy to me. But Maybe. I will say though, I will say Joel and B looks like he in great shape this year. Like he looked like he really got right this off season. Yeah. All that all that social media talk, you putting it to work though. I like that. I Bro, like that nigga like he's like he, the way he's like he's running the floor with ease now. He looks a little slimmer. He's a lot more dominant. But I really still want him to stop shooting threes and play with his back to the basket. I mean, and he wouldn't have to shoot threes if they retained their three-point shooters from last season. So, <laughs> I don't know. Philly Philly is a strange team. I'm not going to front. They're strange. But I think, I think it'll, it'll come together. It's just to get like, in the chemistry. Philly is that per, is that franchise that finally got the talent, but you could tell that they like they they so used to being trash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They not really they not really sure how to to handle it yet. But it'll, it'll come it'll come together with time. Truthfully, I see a little 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 bit of Golden State in them. 
I may be wild. I may be wild. What did you? Wow. As far as, How do as, you far as, as far as just being dirt, like I mean, granted, Golden State wasn't dirt. You know what I'm saying? Like they weren't as dirt as Philly, but they were dirt. You know what I mean? And just being dirt for so long, and you building up in the draft, and just them two, three players just getting used to each other over three to five years. Like Philly's definitely going to be top three team in the league. It's, it's gonna take time though. It's gonna take time. Yeah, that's that's all. It's gonna take time. And the Easter Conference is wide open right now, so it's not even like they in a rush to do anything. It's gonna take time. And that boy, um, that boy Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Yeah. Watch he's, out. He's different. He's he's different. He is. Watch out. I really open would like. Eight. I really would like Milwaukee to get him some more pieces. You know what's crazy? I didn't. I don't. I never thought that they didn't have enough pieces. It was just. It was always a coaching thing with them. Like them niggas just were just. <laughs> they so? always got out coached, bro. You ain't have no faith in Jason Kidd. <laughs> after like a half to after a half a season, nah. <laughs> nah. Like they did. Like they just never really put. Cause when you think about, he has the pieces. He has the scorers, he has the length, he has the size, he has the wings, he has the defense. But they just needed a coach who could really put everything together. Mm. Okay. And now that they got Budenholzer, okay. it's going to be a different story. But remember, Budenholzer, he was the same. He's the same coach that took Atlanta to 60 wins that year in 2015. He's the same well, coach that yeah, did like that. All five of them make the All-Star team, right? Exactly. Four of them on the All-Star team. Yeah. And he, he comes from that San Antonio system. So anybody that's a, anybody that's a child of the, of the San Antonio system, you in for a treat. I ain't go front though. His his three point shooting did not get better this year, but I like that's another thing too. Like I don't I'm I understand the three point the three point the, I understand the whole revolution of the three pointer in, in basketball, but it's like yo I still don't think everybody has to be a good three point shooter, my nigga. Like, agreed. If you can if you control the offense the way that Giannis does. You don't need to be yeah. pulling like you don't need to be pulling no. up and stopping for no three pointers, my nigga. Like, yeah, just get yo surround him with some shooters, all right? Surround him with some shooters, and just allow them niggas to continuously stretch the floor for him so he can so the lanes drive lanes will always be open. But no. now them first two games, twenty five and eighteen, twenty five eighteen and eight against um against Charlotte, and then twenty six fifteen and five against Pacers. Come on, son, this nigga's wildin'. Those not bad numbers. Knows my sleeper team though. Oh. Fucking with Utah. Nah, everybody want to get on the Utah bandwagon. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Nah, everybody want to get the Utah. Yo, Utah is one star away from winning the championship. Oh, definitely. The way that the way that they stuck around with Golden State. Was... But they they've been doing that since last season, bro. Like I don't know if y'all remember, but last season they were playing. They played. They always matched the ball against Golden State. Like they always gave Golden State a run for the, a run for their money. Mm-hmm. They they beat them three times last season. Yeah, but that that doesn't mean much. I mean, it's the regular season, yeah, but it's just the fact that they're able to, to give them niggas a run for their money. I, I feel you on that one. All right, so, yeah. But nah, Utah, Utah's in a great situation because like it's they remind me of that of that old four Pistons team. Mm. Except we know for a fact Donovan's they they go to player, like, he's their best scorer. But they remind me of the old four Pistons team because everybody fits so well together and they play such a great team System. game. System. Exactly that everybody like kind of. Everybody makes up for each other's mistakes in a way. Like they, they all like Quinn Snyder. The way that Quinn Snyder has them in like these defensive and offensive schemes, 
similar to Brad Stevens, everybody's playing to their strengths. You know what I mean? So it's like you you able to make up for your man's weaknesses and shit like that. And most importantly, everybody's comfortable with their role on the team. Like everybody understands their role. So nobody's overstepping each other's boundaries or stepping on each other's toes or nobody's ever it's not it's no it's no it's no ego when they play. Mm. Because everybody knows for a fact, I bet this young nigga Donovan is our best player, our go to scorer, and the rest of us we gonna get off shooters. Yeah, yeah. we gonna exactly the rest of us are good shooters and good defenders and we will get off because we got a point guard of Ricky Rubio who makes sure that everybody touches the ball. But now nah, Utah's Utah's gonna be fun to watch this year. I, I see them going top three this year in the West. They got Jingles out there getting it crazy. My boy, yo, that boy Joe Ingles is a, is a savage. <laughs> Shout out to my Australian <laughs> niggas is not pussy. The Canadians need to take a look. The Canadians need to take some notes from from the Australians. <laughs> what do you think about that the the Minnesota situation? What do you think they're gonna do with Jimmy? If I'm Minnesota, I'm not trading Jimmy. Why not? Bro, he's their best player, bro. Like, not even not like best player in the sense that he's he's the he's the most seasoned vet on the team. Like, he's the best vet on the team. Like, he's seen the most, he's been through the most, and he's proven time and time again that he could perform on big stages. Mm, but granted, Cat is, but what? What you about to say? I was just gonna say, what is he a free agent this season, right? Next year, I believe. Yeah. All right. So either way, he's leaving, bro. So it's like you might as well get some form while while you can. I, that's my thing. I would try to convince him this because what it is, I feel like if he channels that energy correctly, he could use that to then motivate Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns Come on, to bro. play up to their potential. <laughs> Come on, bro. Ain't no help. You got jacketed. Ain't no help, for Andrew Wiggins, man. He is who he is. I'm dead. He is who he is. What is this? His fifth season. This is um. This is going on year four, four or five. Year four or five. Either way, he should still, he should be better. Yeah, he is who he is, man. Ain't no helping. Like if I'm Jimmy, it's like it's me and Cat. And granted, two stars should be all that you need. But they, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not sure about their pieces. You know what I'm saying? Like it's literally just the Bulls. And it was like if this is fucking 2010, I right, they might be solid. But honestly, true say I don't even think Jimmy Butler is a problem. I think it's Tom Thibodeau. Like I would, nah, I, I would it's definitely not, not Jimmy. That's the problem. Like I just, I, I, I always hated the fact that he constantly, like he always ran his plays into the ground. Like, like he never, like, yo, you got to bench for a reason. You feel me? Like you don't got to play your starters forty eight minutes a night. Mm. <laughs> like, you got to bench for a reason. I just always feel like coaching, having playing on Tom Thibodeau's team, is not conducive to your health. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna get burnt out. Damn, it's so not. You wanna you wanna credit some of Derrick Rose's needs to that? Oh yeah, hundred percent. First of all, the first time he ever got injured, he wasn't supposed to be in a the game. They was up by like they had a, a decent lead in the playoffs, and Derrick Rose was supposed to be on the bench, but nah, he was still out there balling. And he tore his ACL, and his whole career went left. Damn, whole career went left. Nah, I mean, you're right. Andrew Wiggins is who he is at this point. The third option, he should just stick to slashing and cutting to the basket and grabbing rebounds. He don't even grab rebounds. Ain't niggas wild athletic. I hate him. Yeah, all you need but, to just bang it on niggas. Cause he, I, I like him when he dunks. He, he can, he can bang it. Niggas, <laughs> I like him when he. And Cat just needs to be more aggressive and more assertive. Like, yo, you very talented, bro. Just start playing up to your level. Start playing up to your level. Another sleeper team, though. 
The Pelicans. They looking solid. Yeah, the Pelicans looking solid. Solid. Yo, you know what it is too? Like, is Anthony Davis is one like, he's a top five player in the league, bro. When you're a top five player in the league, like the there's no way your team is not gonna be good if you're a top five player in the league. Granted, there's way better teams out there than them, like as far as like they got ball pieces and shit like that. But it's like, yo, Anthony Davis is a top five player in the league. He's liable to win like twenty games on his, by himself for the Pelicans. Right. And then you throw you throw Miritich and, and and Julius Randle into the mix, and then you got a pass first point guard and um Alfred Payton who's just gonna dom and set everybody up. He's just making the game easier for everybody now. You say I had no faith in Miritich. Like after getting snuffed me, in yeah, the me face. Neither. Like, come on, bro, you getting you getting snuffed in your face. Ain't, ain't even have nothing to do with being snuffed. <laughs> but you like, bro, you act like you act like Bobby Port is not a not a not a professional athlete. Like if he's I, like what? Yeah, but this, <laughs> come on, come you on, go bro. blame him for getting his face broke. <laughs> bro. <laughs> like he asked to get his face broken. Bro, I read that story last season. I'm like, man, this this nigga soft, man. And then he got traded to New Orleans. I'm like, nah, he, he ain't it. He started this season though. He a different type of animal. He letting off. Yeah, he let he let he letting that thing fly this year. Do, I do must you, say. Do you think it's really just the loss of Boogie that's bringing us out of them? Um, yeah. Okay. Because now that Boogie's not there, everybody else is getting more touches and opportunities. Not to say that Boogie was hogging the ball. He had all right to get the opportunities and touches that he did, but. Anytime you, anytime you remove a guy from the team that that's getting those, the, the the amount of looks that he's getting and getting the amount of plays ran for him that he used to get, like anytime you remove an all star caliber player from a team, everybody else is forced to not pick up that slack, and that's what's happening. Okay, all right. That's yeah, and, I, and 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 I always I predict this is last year. Julius Randle's gonna have a breakout year. You know, he's playing alongside a you know a fellow Kentucky alum. They're not even alum, but you get the point. He's playing alongside another <laughs> fellow, fellow Kentucky alum who he actually adores and respects and appreciates. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they have a good relationship off the floor, so expect Julius Randle's play to elevate as well, too, this season. I'm, I'm on the lookout. They're looking good so far. I yeah, I mean, overall, man, I can't complain. It was a, it was a pretty good opening weekend. I don't want to drag it and start going all analytical on niggas and start going OD. Nah, no, it was I a pretty good opening season. I mean, opening weekend and... I would, it's gonna be a good season. I would say this: if this Pelicans team was the Pelicans team that swept my boys in the playoffs last year, <laughs> I wouldn't be too upset. I would just get that out there. Yo, nah, <laughs> yo, the fact that the niggas is able to sweep the shit out of y'all in the, in the playoffs is crazy to me. I don't, yo, I don't understand why Pelican, why Portland hasn't blown it up yet, but we'll see what happens this year. The same reason why Washington ain't do it. <laughs> delusional, Washington's delusional. Bruh. But now I don't, I don't want to drag it too much. Let's let's get to the next topic because I I I gotta run to work soon. I ain't gonna front. <laughs> I don't want to last topic. <laughs> last topic. So we so over the over the last week, you know, things started to um bubble up again with the whole pushing Drake shit. Mm. Right. I might even gonna. I feel like everybody. Well, all right. Just to preface it, just for context for everybody listening, everybody knows Drake threw low through subs and shit like that and, and shots to push on two birds one stone. Last year when it came out, Push finally dropped the project. This year, took a couple of shots at Drake. Drake responded the same weekend that Push dropped his album with Duppy Freestyle. Fucked up his whole press run. Mm-hmm. And then Push came back that Tuesday with um, Storia added on and clapped that nigga. Clapped that nigga. <laughs> his head top. He came for the head. Apply a wild pressure to that man body. <laughs> to the point where it forced him. We don't know, We don't know when this interview was recorded, but to the point where he applied so much pressure and shook Drake so much that... He ran to Braun to do an interview. 
he ran to Braun to, to, to the shop to go do an interview. First of all, how do you feel about the whole shop interview? I ain't going front. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, no. You missed out, bro. You got to watch it. You definitely got to watch it. What's, how was it? What's your thoughts um, on it? How, how did it, was, like... it was good. Like, I like I like seeing stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it's somebody as big as Brown and Drake. Just mm-hmm. the conversation together. Because it's just like... Like, you like to see these these figures be themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just chill out, relax, and just have a conversation. You just want to see like what they talk about on a regular basis. Yeah. Facts. And it was it was cool because I feel like in beefs, like you never get to hear like people's perspectives that are actually in the beef. So like when Drake and Meek was going at it, like we we didn't have an outlet like the shop to get Drake both on perspectives to speak and sides. On. Yeah. Okay, I see um, what you're saying. It was it was cool to get an eye into the situation and shit like that, and just see where he was coming from and why he chose to do what he chose to do and shit like that. So I appreciated that part. Now all of that shit is cool, you know. Drake being able to go in the shop and say what he said and you know <laughs> give his perspective. All that shit is cool, but according to according to my man Push, he was fronting. I mean, you know, you gotta do that. It's all about it's all about saving your image. You know what I'm saying? For me, like, I ain't see the shop because for some reason my HBO login ain't working, ain't working. But I definitely listen to the Joe Budden podcast. Oh, I listen to sure. that shit every week. For sure. Like, I wasn't like I, ain't, I wasn't even expecting Push to be on the show. Me either. But Push Push shed some light onto the onto the topic that I feel was necessary. And if he if he is telling the truth, because I say everything I hear, I don't really necessarily believe over it. But if he is telling the truth. I ain't gonna front. Drake got a lot of questions he gotta ask internally now. Like over yo, over yo. Nah, it's just I'm telling you, if this shit, bro, if this shit really, if this shit really true, bro, over yo about to go through a little, a little kerfuffle. Man, if it's true, it's really gonna be tick tick tick. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. So let's, let's let's operate in a realm that it is true. Hypothetically speaking, this shit is true. What what is what what, what should Drake do next? I mean, you just gotta. He's just got to stop telling his business. That's first off. You, so you, I, I feel I mean, like... It's, it's easy I, to say it's, to, it's easy to say that, though. True. <laughs> it's easier said than done. True, true. It, it is. Especially when it's someone that you trust as much as 40. But then it's like, at the same time, it's just like... I feel like everyone has... Like, everyone's capable of finding someone that they really enjoy spending time with and whatever and just like like I feel like everyone needs someone to talk to like that so mm-hmm. maybe that's just you know who 40 just was just venting and just letting out and you know he thought he thought he could trust that person and she just flipped on him which is crazy I think it's also push is feeling the same way because he was talking about that one chick that was working for him inviting him to the wedding Baby showers and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? She trying to Meanwhile, get information. Meanwhile, she's trying to get information on him. That's you crazy. You know what I mean? So it's like they both themselves just got internal questions, and um, it, it fucks with your mental because you you wonder who you could trust and shit like that. But mm-hmm. you, I ain't go front. You gave a like you you gave an interesting take on the on the forty shit. Like I never thought about it like that. I mean, what if he had no malice intent in doing it? Mm-hmm. It was more so he was just confiding to her and he. And and she like you said flipped on him because I don't know everybody everybody like to I skipped over the fact that Push said everybody skipped over a very important t- topic that Push said and it and it 
I probably I probably picked it up because it supports my theory that Drake not this good nigga that he that he putting on that just he not he not like that good guy image that he continuously perpetuates and puts on for everybody to believe. But he says some shit like yo, Forty was confiding to Shorty and Forty told Shorty about how like he felt like Drake has been holding him back. I'm paraphrasing, but Drake has been holding him back career wise and how he feels like he could have done more. Something like something along those lines, right? Something along the lines of him not being where he wants to be in his career and Drake having something to do with it. And that that had me. I had to pause this shit for a second and just think. I'm like, yo, this is this is your man's forty that you proclaim to be like this is your right hand man. You love this nigga to death. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Mm-hmm. However, you the reason why he's not where he wants to be with his career. You the, you're the reason why he's being held back in from certain situations and instances. Like, what's up with that? Like, if this is your right hand man's and if you out here, if you could pass out a million dollars to the whole Florida, why are you not taking care of your <laughs> man's the way he should be? Ah, uh, you. But do you believe that though? Yes. God, <laughs> <laughs> like I only ask that because it's like you remember State Property, the first one. Yeah, yeah. And how? Who was it? I want to say it was Meth. How you know? Beans put him on, had him getting money, and Meth just wasn't—he he wasn't happy with that. So Bleak wanted more money, and he ended up getting knocked off. Like it's just like. You just want to be too greedy sometimes. So, like, I feel I, like it, it, it could be 50-50. Like, maybe 40 has some right in that. But then it's at the same time, it's like, boy, if you didn't have Drake, that tick, you wouldn't tick, be tick 40. line would be crazy. You want to look to see it type. You know what I mean? Nah, I mean, I, I get that. I get but that. Then, and it's like, But then I also understand it. And it, it could be believable because you know, you know, you know the, the conspiracy theory that Drake really... Got the OVO sweatshop over there. Like, anyone Beastie. under him ain't really, you know what I'm saying? Like, Cardi, for example. Exactly. Yo, bro, and Drake got a history of, like, kind of withhold, like, he got a history of withholding, withholding his artists in a way, bro. Mm-hmm. Niggas, niggas always skip over that. I don't like that, bro. I don't like the way niggas always, yo, I hate that about Drake. Like, Drake is a very talented artist and he's the greatest artist of our generation, but niggas be moving the goalposts for Drake. Mm-hmm. That should be blown, man, bro. Oh, yeah. Nigga, cool. mad. Puss. Puss came in his neck all of a sudden this nigga wanna bitch and cry about rules. Nigga, what the fuck you talking bro. about? Nigga, ain't no rules in war. Bro. Son. That shit blew my nigga. Like, yo, <laughs> what you said? Some, she said some funny shit about he not playing by the rules or he he is different rules or we go by different bro. Nigga, shut you the went, fuck up. You went too far. Come on, bro. Like, we, we talking about Ether and Takeover. You niggas is talking about nothing on your baby's car seat. Like, come on. Nah. <laughs> you know no funny mean? shit. Drake Drake acknowledged the fact that it, Drake know he lost the beef though. Yeah, like he knows that. Yeah, because he even said it in the shop where he said like I saw the clip where he was like, you know, I was it was a great move. Like he had me back against the wall. I I was the ultimate chess move. Whatever, whatever. So he knows that he lost. Mm-hmm. Like he's aware of that, and that's why I'm like, yo, if you know you lost. The fact that you're not coming to the shop and voicing how you feel about it. It's okay. it's crazy to me because at the end of the day, it's rap beef, my nigga. Like, yeah. why are you taking this shit personal? You feel me? And, and I also, like I'm also. But it's, it's gotta fuck with him because of that meek shit. Cause it's like I'm about the meek shit though. Alright, so put it this way, right? How do you? How do you? Like, who do you feel won out of that situation? Well, Drake won, yeah. You you jacking that? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like Drake won the battle, but Meek won the war. Well, how did Meek win the war? Bro, we don't look at Drake the same. <laughs> because think of the not because of the not because of the meat not not because of the meat thing though. I think it's because of the meat thing. How? Because 
Alright, it's the same if Meek never said Boy didn't write his own raps. No one's... Oh, you're talking about... Uh, you know I forgot, forgot like, the like, shit. Like, your legacy is forever tarnished. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm, I'm so not like, gonna lie. Pusha, I like... When Pusha was talking... I mean, not when Pusha... When, when Styles was talking about it last week, and he was like, you know, Drake is the greatest right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's the GOAT and all that. But it's like, you're not a rap. Like, you don't write your own shit, so you can't come with these rules for beef when you don't write your own stuff. So I feel like... I ain't go front, bro. I feel like Drake writes, writes the majority of his shit. Like, I feel like when people say he don't write his own... <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you know, everybody got a little contributor every now and then I pull up and write a little hook for you. Mm-hmm. Write a verse, write a couple of lot, write a bar or two. I don't think Drake out here just taking somebody else's bars and just and spitting them. I don't know, man. Party Next Door might have something to say about that. Oh, whoa, whoa. Actually, 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 you're right. When you say party, when you say party, you're right. Because mm-hmm. I'm under the BO. I'm still jacking that Blem track from More Life was party. <laughs> bro, that's party, bro. It when I heard be. Blem, I'm like, yo, this is party. It this is not some Drake shit. That's party, bro. It might be. But, I mean, actually, I'm actually going to look at who's credited as a writer on that track. Now I want to know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Like, that that, that 40 comment, that could be 50. He, he probably feels like that a little bit. But I mean, I feel like that's just natural to always feel like you should probably be further than where you are. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nigga, you're pretty fucking far. So, I don't know. That's facts. But at the end of the day, we don't know the full, we don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Bro, and I don't know, I have a I have a weird feeling, bro. I really feel like years down the line, bro, niggas about to start hearing a lot of shit about, like, niggas gonna hear more about OVO and, like, during this heyday, and this nigga's not gonna be as peachy as niggas think it is, bro. Just, oh, yeah. I just, I just get that vibe from Drake, like, I get that, I get that vibe from him, like, yeah, he probably be a good dude deep down the side, but I feel like he be moving on some, like, he be moving wild, like, he's be moving crazy, because, like, he's the best, he's the greatest artist out right now. Like, imagine the type of the amount of people that's trying to get in contact with Drake right now. Imagine type of the, imagine the amount of niggas that feel away because he on Black Boy JB tracks, but not not on they tracks type shit. Like, mm. I don't know, man. It's a lot. It's a lot more to this Drake shit. I can't really put my finger on it, bro. But it's it's, it's a it's an instinct. It's an intuition. It's like, yo, Drake is not what he's been telling us. Oh no, definitely. he's not telling us the full story. Something's off. Nobody is though. You're right. Oh, yeah, I feel you. It's just you know society just they just love that man. They don't, they don't, they don't want to see him as just being just some regular nigga with flaws, you know, but it's all good. Cause it's funny you say that because even before the whole, even before the whole pussy shit, nigga, his baby mother was, was, was calling him a deadbeat day to day, had the shit in her bio and all that. And everybody just kind of, everybody <laughs> looked over at it. Yeah. Everybody overlooked the shit until Push brought it up. Ain't nobody believe that. And then niggas is crazy. Honestly, niggas gotta attribute push for you know. Listen, man, Adonis is gonna grow up and he's gonna thank push. (laughs) Listen, man, the fuck you got to thank him for, bro? Because if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have heard nothing about it. We wouldn't, but we wouldn't know. Nah, he was on. He had he had the whole Adidas press run. That shit was real. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. We wasn't finding out about that kid. Nah, we would have. It's later on, though. Later on. Mm-hmm. And but, then he, because last... he even said after after that whole that whole little beef thing, 
like at the time when it was going on, like the album was like sixty percent finished or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then mad songs came from that, like March Fourteenth, fucking mob ties, shit like that. So I don't know, man. Mm. I don't know. You gotta see, but all, all I all I will say lastly on the push it and Drake shit is that Drake Drake took the shit personal way. At the end of the day, it was just some rap beef, and I feel like if I can see, like you said, I could see that forty shit going both ways. I could see him like just confiding in shorty and her dragging it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because what if you telling her some shit like, what if he was just shit like, yo, damn, son, Drake got this girl pregnant. I feel bad for him. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Me? Like, what if he was just shit like that? Like he just got some porn star bitch pregnant. I feel bad for him, son. Shit crazy. <laughs> and she took it and told Push, and then now Push made it seem you for me. Like, what if it was like that? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of he say she say shit though, so it's hard to tell. Right. Uh, I I mean, I feel like I will say Push saying that the information came from Forty himself. I feel like that might be a stretch. Just off, just off first. Nah, listen. no, but by him saying forty himself, he just meant he didn't mean like forty yeah, told like, push. Yeah, he yeah, meant yeah. nah, I know, I know. Yeah. But like I'm saying, like for you to be like, yeah, like gay ain't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I don't think yo, I don't think gay say nothing, bro. I'm jacking he didn't. I'm jacking he didn't, bro. I'm jacking. You know why I think I don't think gay say nothing? Because man, nah, I don't think I really don't, bro. I really don't feel like gay told push anything, bro. Because at all. Like, he wasn't like, yo, like, man, this is a father just like me, boom, boom, boom. Just like the same way how you think 40 didn't say it, like, maliciously. Like, it was just, like, I feel like Kanye probably said something like that. I don't because know, man. Push out, I ain't going push out very convincing in that interview. He does. But, like, I only say that because I don't, I don't think, like, Kanye is aware of beefs like that. You know what I'm saying? So, but, I mean, I could be wrong. Either way, shit is entertaining, and I'm glad it happened on both sides. I, I like, <laughs> I like, I like hearing. I really the, say dick like yo, did Kanye say something? <laughs> <laughs> I like hearing the perspectives of like both people that's in the middle of some shit. That's a fact. I mean, if you know what they say, it's, it's two sides, three sides of the story. Yes, his, and then the truth. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, though, I wanted to touch on this Kanye Trump shit real quick. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> You got any thoughts on that, on the, on the whole whole bootlicking tap dancing shit he's been going on? I mean, no. You know? <laughs> it's like, it's disappointing, nah. but then it's like, it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I, mean, I, I, ain't I, go I really though. don't know. I will because say this I, about I'm, I'm going to say this. Whenever, whenever Yandy drops, I'm listening. You know? So it's, it's like, I, I guess I'm able to separate the person from the artist. From the art. The community. I, yo, I, I, and, and I hate people who can't. Yeah. Like, that shit blows my Like, I feel like, yo, at the end of the day, if, if he drop an album, like, and I and I understand the whole, the whole, yo, I'm not putting money in his pocket shit, but yo, how much am I really putting in his pocket by streaming this shit? Like, come on, bro. <laughs> not much. You feel me? And it's just like, yo, at the end of the day, there's a, a, the majority of the niggas, a majority of the famous celebrities that people like and enjoy and indulge in their, in their art, whether it be music or movies or anything like that the majority of the niggas got some like got some ridiculous social and political views they just don't mm-hmm. speak on it mm-hmm. you feel me and, and on top of that definitely voted for trump 
bro, I'm yo, bro. <laughs> I don't believe nothing in nobody, yo. And shit that be blowing my mind about these these artists that's black men, not, not black men that's blacking on Kanye and writing these paragraphs about him. I'm like, yo, y'all niggas all full of shit, bro. Because I'm not jacking at all of y'all didn't like. I'm not jacking at nobody else voted for Trump, bro. At the end of the day, these niggas is rich. You feel me? Yep. So even if them niggas don't support Trump socially, fiscally to a certain extent, extent the niggas is on some shit like, yo, I ain't exactly. gonna fuck. This like um, like, he, he, that's, that shit makes me think of um, you remember the Dave Chappelle special on Netflix? Which one? Uh, I forgot which one it was, but he was like, because where he lived, like Ohio, Nebraska, some shit. Yeah, some Midwestern shit. Yeah, and he was like, he remember going to the polls and all these fucking trailer trash white people was like, yeah, I'm voting for Trump. He's he's fighting for us, and nigga just took a puff of his cigarette and was like. He's really fighting for me, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> bro, niggas, yo, bro, people don't realize that, bro. Yeah. At the end of the day, son, Trump saying what he want to say, doing what he want to do, but that nigga really, his main agenda is 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 is, is to um keep to get more money richer. for the rich. You feel yeah. me? Keep the rich richer. And like I said, the majority of y'all favorite people, the majority of y'all favorite people that's out here bashing Kanye, them niggas dead voted for Trump, bro, because mm-hmm. them niggas know damn well voting for Hillary and putting the Democrats in office. Fiscally, it wouldn't be the same for them. And that leads me to my next thing. It's like, it's weird. The shit that be blowing on my social media and that the way everybody been blacking on Kanye and shit is the fact that niggas is taking, well, it's it's 50-50 because Kanye made a lot of good points in his meeting with Trump. And it may have, like, he, he probably, like, the intention to me seems pure. Mm-hmm. Overall, the intention seems pure to me. He's just going about the shit completely wrong. But the intention for the meeting seemed pure, but it was more so... Him getting up and doing the whole, yeah, I love you, man. Yeah, I really love this guy. Like, that really overshadowed everything. Like, that kind of, that just negated everything that he said prior to that. That negated this, his whole purpose of having the meeting with Trump. So, he just put, he kind of just put his own, his own foot in his mouth type shit. And that's why I'm like, yo, this thing just going by shit incorrectly. Like, I understand what he's trying to do. I mean, he made a lot of good points about prison reform and, like, school curriculums and things of that nature. I'm not, I don't really know about the whole Larry Hoover shit, because I'm not, like, I don't know why he want to free Larry Hoover. I don't know. I don't know. Me either. I don't get that. But, like, he made, like, a lot of valid points. And just him getting up and and and, and, and shaking his hand and hugging him, that just negated. And it's crazy, because Trump got, got some, Trump got some dumb nigga, bro. Like, that nigga realized, he's like, yo, funny shit. He, like, he said, I don't want to put you in that position. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he said that verbatim like the nigga understands that yo I know like I really like I feel like Trump really wants the acceptance of black people but he realizes that yo all of the racial shit that he said during his campaign set him back with that mm-hmm. so it's clip for that like niggas is not about to get up and just support Trump cause you just out here wild and seeing whatever you wanna say he's still wild enough and he's, he still is he still is cause at the end of the day that nigga's 70 years old you feel me and he's not changing mm-hmm this shit is weird to me. I don't understand why everybody's constantly attacking Trump for his moral, like, on some morality shit. When it's like, yo, we know for a fact this nigga lacks morals. So why are we trying to attack him morally? Like, he's not going to hear us. He's never going to hear us. Yeah. You I feel know. me? Like, like, as far as the moral shit and the things that he's seen, like, it's clip for that, bro. He is who he is. He's 70 years old. As a matter of, nigga, you have to stop and think about it. Everybody think about your grandparents right now. Think about your, take some, take some more to think about your grandparents. Think about all of the wild shit they ever said or done in their life because, you know, it's different generations and shit just different when they was growing up. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, think about trying to convince them to think otherwise. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah, so, I don't man. understand. Like, I just feel like we all we all approaching this Trump shit completely wrong. Like, it's time to go back to the drawing board and really think about a better strategy and a better way to, to get this nigga out of office. Well, not to get this nigga out of office, but to replace him when the time comes because I don't think he's getting impeached. But... Yeah, and I just feel like 
overall just Kanye just dick riding and bootlicking just <laughs> it just it, it it really it really negated everything all of the valid points that he made in that meeting and it's just I don't know I, I don't know when he's gonna get that he may not I don't know when he's gonna understand that and I, and I feel like I said I feel like his intentions are pure like I genuinely feel like he on some yo instead of everybody hating him like let's spread love mm-hmm. and and then find a common ground and then figure out how we could work through this but he's just going about this shit like he's just he's just, I don't know and it, it's I don't know man he's going about this wrong and it, it hurts to see him constantly being used as a puppet by media by the media because mm. that's that's essentially what he's being used by like all these teams all the relationship with TMZ constantly doing these interviews in these weird places in these weird situations like I haven't seen Kanye like the only time within the past couple of months that Kanye seemed to be comfortable in an interview or in an encounter was at was in Chicago at that radio station mm. other than that the nigga don't look comfortable at all in the Charlemagne interview, he was very comfortable in the Charlemagne interview. Oh, real comfortable. I, I appreciate that one too. Yeah, I think I think because Charlemagne actually knows Kanye personally, mm-hmm. so he understands how to talk to him and how to you know reason with him. So he was able to get to him differently. He was right. he's able to you know yeah he's able to get to Kanye differently than everybody else was. And that's another thing too, like niggas like these Ti and Snoop and them niggas constantly yelling at him and Char- that's not gonna work, my nigga. Like that's not I don't like, I don't get how people think. Like I really don't understand that. Like. I don't know if they feel like yo by me coming out and speaking against Kanye is gonna get it's gonna allow me to be accepted better socially, that is, but that's, that's definitely this the main not that's just not how you go about it, my nigga. It's not how you go about it, bro. It's just not how you go about it. Snoop Snoop really be disrespected though. <laughs> <laughs> <He> definitely violent. <laughs> <laughs> that Kiki Do You Love Me video was crazy. <laughs> no, I, and 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 that goes back to just, I just feel like the whole industry as a whole never really respected Kanye. Yeah. As a man, oh shit, it's getting late. As never really respected Kanye as a man, and that's why he's going through these little issues now. Like you know, a niggas constantly disrespecting his wife and talking on his wife's name and shit like that. I think it's but, also his his mom passed. This took him, took him. Yeah, yeah. And he ain't recovered back from that. Yeah, he never fully recovered, like you said, from his mom passing. Anything else you want you want to get off your chest? I ain't gonna fry. I gotta run soon, cause nah, I, bro, I, I, I gotta get ready for work. Yeah, I ain't gonna make you late to work, brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking forward to seeing you on MSG Network. You know what I'm saying? Doing amazing things. <laughs> I know you're gonna finesse your way in there, brother. We're running on two hours. Great conversation. That's a fact, though. This was a good conversation. Yeah, to this man's voice. He's a friend of the show. He will be. He will be a regular guest. He will be here a lot. I'm looking forward to it, man. Love this show. <laughs> it's only the beginning, bro. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you for having me, good brother. All right, bro. All right.